This week on The Swearwolves, we celebrate our 200th episode by discussing Jaws, responding to listener questions in voicemail, and taking a trip down memory lane. the swear wolves i'm brett i'm david david hey man this is the 200th time that i've said welcome to the swear you're wolves. so redundant this is the repetitive. 200th time i've said david and i go yes brett hello uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we're gonna be talking more about this being our 200th episode uh in a little bit we're gonna talk about uh, a big movie a big blockbuster horror film from the 70s yeah uh spoiler alert it's jaws and we're going to be talking about blockbuster films and we're going to be we have a we have an extravaganza a blockbuster episode if you will yeah it's like a summer blockbuster of of podcast episodes but before we get into that i wanted to talk about some things i know you and i both go on ebay multiple times a day <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of sad really it is sad it's uh <laughs> <laughs> and searching the same things and then refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And and seeing the same things and going, should mm. I buy this? Yeah. You're that same thing I almost bought last time. Hmm. <laughs> I've been texting each other going, hey, have you ever thought about buying this? Yeah, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, hey, I'm thinking about bidding on this. So please don't bid on this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's one of them too. Uh, one of the things that I bought recently, I decided I got a wild hair up my ass that I was going to uh, collect and I never owned a Nightmare on Elm Street NES game when I was a kid. Yeah. But um, I've, I've played it when I got older. It, it's not that great. But I do like <laughs> the box. Yeah, the box art's cool. I do cool. like the box. I'm, I'm going to hold that up for the camera here. If you watch our uh, YouTube video version of this podcast, you will uh, see this. But yeah, if you don't, well, just use your imagination. We're back on YouTube but, after a little hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's and true. And it's been totally smooth today, setting everything up. <laughs> Got the Friday the 13th. Dude, that artwork is so cool. Both of them are really yeah. are really cool to look at, especially side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, both the boxes are in really good shape. Slightly used, but I like that because yeah. it gives it that, that kind patina. of feeling Looks about nice. it. Yep, pat- patina. And they uh, have their instructions. Well, I had to buy their instructions separately, but... Boxes, instructions, games. Even the Friday the 13th even has the little inserts that have like the uh, poster. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it has like the different games and stuff on it. One of the games that LJN is promoting in here is Jaws. Oh, man. Did you ever play that game? uh, No, that game sucks too. It does. Uh, It's all right. It's just super repetitive. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the thing. I'm going to get those signed. Yeah, those look good, man. By uh, Kane Hodder. and Robert England. Guess which one I'm going to have Kane Hodder sign, and guess which one I'm going to have Robert England sign. <laughs> what if you, did it, you flipped it just uh, to be weird yeah, about it? Just to, yeah, just to be weird. But this is Kane Hodder on this one. This is yeah. from part seven. That, that 
clip art that they pulled or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like so pixelated. It still looks cool though. It Vintage. Cool. Vintage. Yeah. I actually like that game. Friday Thirteenth. Yeah. I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people don't. Yeah, I think that game's a blast. Yeah. When I was a kid, I got that game probably twelve or thirteen. When I was twelve or thirteen, and. I brought it home and I started playing it and I was like, this isn't like the fucking movie. This, why is he purple? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I'd even seen the movie when I got the game. One of my friends got it first and I was like, this game is awesome. Okay. And then I think I ended up getting it for Christmas or something. And then Nightmare on Elm Street, I didn't get that game until I was an adult. And it sucks. It does suck. Listen, it's not the worst Nintendo game ever made. But no, but it's pretty bad. It's not the best either. No. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so that's it for new purchases really for me. Oh, I also got... Um, it's way in the background and it's on a shelf. I'm not going to bring it over, but I got the, um, San Diego comic-con 2020 exclusive gremlins figure where he's dressed up like uh, it's just a gremlin dressed up like an Olympic runner holding a torch. Oh, that's cool. So I got that recently. Nice. And then for father's day, maybe I'll put a picture of that in here. Uh, for father's day, my wife, I got it just the other day. Actually, it was a late gift, but it's, um, it's about 12 inches tall and, uh, it's, uh, Jason from part six, like sunk to the bottom of, uh, the, the lake. And it's the figure, it's the neck of figure, uh, attached to a rock. And it's cool. It's not like oh, the cheap, cool. cheesy one that I got for 1999 <laughs> from China. That was fucking bullshit. It's funny. When you sent me the picture, I didn't realize how big it was. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's pretty good size. So what about you? Any, any recent purchases? Any recent uh, um, discoveries? Actually, yes. Um, I f- kind of forgot. Um, uh, back on Halloween of 2021, I ordered a uh, replica McCready hat, like the hat that Kurt Russell yeah. wears in the movie with the... It's like a sombrero. Yeah, but folded up on all, all four sides. Um, there's a hat maker mm-hmm. um, called Screen Capped. Uh, they're on Facebook. Um, and this guy does custom hats, does a really good job. He does replicas of like that one. He does all the Indiana Jones fedoras. He does like cowboy hats, he does all nice. sorts of cool stuff. But I um, commissioned one from him back in October. And just due to like supply uh, issues, uh, it, he had quoted me six months anyway. So I knew it was going to be a while. Yeah. But uh, he messaged me the other day and said that's going to be shipping out tomorrow. So I should have it nice. by by the time this episode comes out. I'll probably be wearing the hat around the house. <laughs> nothing else. And nothing else, yes. Oh, just a sock over my peepee. <laughs> uh, I want to see that hat, of yeah, course, whenever cool. you get it. You're coming out to my neck of the woods in August. Yeah. We're going to go to Steel City Con. John Carpenter's going to be there. I know you've been hemming and hawing about the shit that you want to try <laughs> to have Mr. Carpenter sign for you. One of the things that you had talked about was having him sign this hat. Have you decided not to? I don't know yet. I, I need to see the hat once it arrives because I want to see if there's a logical place. Like, I don't want him signing the outside of the hat, but maybe like under Just the wear it, or wear somewhere. Just wear it to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a logical place for him to sign it. I thought you meant a logical place too, to is, like yeah, store it. Transporting it would also be weird. Yeah, I could wear it in the airport and look like a, like, probably put me on the no-fly list or something. This guy looks suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I haven't decided if I'm, but I'm definitely going to have him sign my, uh, the thing original one sheet. Um, I've got like that, like a cheesy little poster that I've had a bunch of people sign. So I'm going to have him sign that one since Wilford Brimley's on that one and he's no longer around. And then I'm going to have him sign a Petri him. dish. That'll yeah. be cool. Yeah. I think that'll be pretty awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun show, man. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely going to be fun. Um, 
All right, so let's get into the episode then, if that's all the updates that we have. You don't have anything more, do you? I got nothing. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk about, let's get into this episode. Let's talk about the summer blockbuster movies we remember from, I guess, as a kid, right? Like, which ones, because Jaws is the movie we're going to be talking about, and that was a summer movie that came out in June of 75, and that was kind of like the start, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think, know what happened I, I before think so, that. But yeah. And Spielberg was synonymous with that for a while, I think, Mm -hmm. um, having these summer blockbuster movies. But uh, what were some of the ones that you remember seeing when you were a kid, like in the theater? Yeah. Like that was an experience. Yeah, I think the big one for me was probably Jurassic Park because I was so excited for it. I mean, I think I was 12 in the summer of 93, so... That was right. I was the target demographic for that one. So I remember just being so psyched, like psyched to go see it. And this was pre-internet, so you couldn't go online and order tickets or reserve your seats or any of that stuff. So it's like you had to get up early. So I remember my mom packing us into the car to get there right when the box office opened so that we could buy tickets for later in the day. And I remember it was yeah. showing on like three or four different screens. And the line just to get tickets in the morning was really long. And I remember... You would just go, like each person, they would just say what time. Like you didn't even have to say what movie you were buying tickets for. They knew. And then, <laughs> you know, I remember getting in line for it and the line just wrapping around the building just to get into the theater after you had your tickets. Oh, yeah. And this is summer in Phoenix, so it was just awful. The swamp ass was Ugh. palpable. Was prevalent. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but I remember that being a big one. Yeah. In Phoenix, this is a memory of mine. Now, I was probably, I don't know, 20 22 somewhere around there yeah it must have been 22 Mm because i think it was the summer of 99 star wars episode one was released uh i think yes summer of 99 and i got to the theater probably six hours before the movie started dang and sat outside i was the first person in line i sat outside and just waited now there was many showings. I was the first person in line for our showing. Yeah, and then my cousin ended up joining me, and my um, my mom and dad, my mom and stepdad, ended up coming as well. So I was just holding the spot. So I was right there in the front row, and I was so fucking excited for Star Wars Episode One. I I was a Star Wars yeah. kid growing up. That was my. Did you have thing, your face you know? painted like Darth Maul? Um, I did not. <laughs> oh. I didn't even know who the fuck a Darth Maul was at that point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but. I was wearing a Darth Vader shirt. Okay. I remember that. I was, I, so I was kind of like, yeah, I was a nerd. I yeah, still hey. am, but I wasn't, well, dude, I wasn't dressed. I didn't bring a lightsaber. <laughs> I might be mixing up my movies, but I'm pretty sure Star Wars episode one. I think I saw that on my senior ditch day. So that's how cool I was. We mm-hmm. ditched school and went and saw a fucking Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it came out in 99. So as you're graduating. That, so I think that, that was be? the movie we went and saw it must have must have been but to kind of relate that back to when i was a kid 1983 i went and saw return of the jedi i was six yeah i probably just turned six or i was going to turn six i might have not even have been six yet it might have come out i don't know when that was released but i uh i remember waiting in line for that that's pretty Uh, cool that was a pretty big one yeah first big movie i remember even seeing in a movie theater was back to the future but i mean i I must have Mm -hmm. been four or five years old at the time. So I, I don't really remember yeah. much, but I do remember seeing it at the theater and, and really liking it. Back to the Future, I saw a couple of times in the theater. Um, Gremlins, I saw in the theater. Uh, E.T., I saw twice in the theater, fell asleep both times. 
That's cool. So I saw a lot of these movies. I remember I saw um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That was a big Dude, that was one movie. of my big ones because I remember I didn't get to see it opening weekend and being so pissed because I watched yeah. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I think I brought this up in another episode. One one summer, it would have, it would have been uh, the summer of 89. I watched that movie almost every mm-hmm. day. So, uh, and then when Last Crusade <laughs> came out, I was like, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. And my best friend who lived on the street right behind me, the guy that I used to watch Temple of Doom with every day, he saw it opening yeah. weekend. Uh, he wouldn't tell <sighs> me. Anything. He didn't spoil stuff, but he was just like, oh, it's so good. That's good. Oh, So yeah. we saw it second weekend. That was exciting. I remember seeing a lot of movies growing up. And I think part of the reason was, is like I had to go to my dad's house every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause my parents were divorced and my dad <laughs> being, I mean, I would do the same thing, but being like a parent who doesn't raise these kids like on a regular basis, he's like, well, do you guys want to go see a movie? And so we'd just go see movies all the time. Like he would just take us to go, go to the movies. And back then movies were kind of cheap. They weren't as expensive as they are now. No, if you saw a movie during the day, I think it was like three or four bucks. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we used to go see double features. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw the Muppets Take Manhattan and was it the fucking never ending story? Some shit like that. It was a double <laughs> feature though. I yeah. remember seeing and I was like, My dad sat in the theater with us for three fucking hours to see this double feature, and yeah, sure as shit he did. But whatever. He was probably sleeping. Like, <laughs> Good time to catch up on some sleep. Exactly. Get the so. rims. I remember seeing like um, at the drive-in, they always did double features. I remember seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. one yep. time. I don't remember what they paired it with, but I remember that being a big event. My Who Framed Roger Rabbit story is not about seeing it in the theater, but when it came on HBO, it was on HBO every fucking hour on the hour for like <laughs> days. And I remember I spent a few days at my cousin's house one summer, probably like five days, and we watched it three times a day i saw that movie so many times i could i could fucking quote it dude my who, who friend roger rabbit story is that uh, i wanted to see it so bad that um my mom was like okay we'll go to the drive-in it must have been a friday or something when your dad gets home and i remember sitting on the swing set in our backyard just looking at the sky because there was a storm coming in and i was like this storm is going to oh, ruin shit. Roger Rabbit for me. And I remember when my dad got home, I just kind of gave my parents the puppy dog eyes like, are we still going to go to the movie? And they're like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about fucking Roger Rabbit or, or fucking Roger I don't, Rabbit. I don't want to Roger Roger put the emphasis on that. <laughs> comma, no comma. We're not here about talking that's a, that's fucking a crime. or Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Is it though? If you fucked a cartoon, it's still bestiality, right? It's a cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Loophole. (laughs) Loophole. Got it. That's how I could satisfy all my fetishes. (laughs) Oh, speaking about banging, do you watch The Boys on uh, Amazon Prime? I still haven't watched season two. Or are they on season three now? They're on season three. And I'm going to give away something right now, David. So. Well, it's not going to be that Somebody big of a bangs deal. Somebody a cartoon. But there's this... No, there's a superhero that can shrink himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, he climbs... This is the first episode of season three. He climbs inside a guy's uh, pee-pee hole. <laughs> Why? For sexual pleasure oh. for that guy. For sexual pleasure for that guy. And I'm watching it and I'm holding on to my dick going, that is, mm-hmm. would not feel yeah, good. No, thank you. I don't want anything going up there. I won't tell you what happens, but <laughs> that is uh, that is something that does happen right away. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, that sounds intense. Pretty amazing. 
it's like passing a kidney stone in in reverse (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) exactly why would you want that i I don't want want to accept the kidney stone but i guess he was he was headed towards the prostate Mm. so he was gonna he was gonna milk him he's gonna make him feel feel real good Let's not talk about this any longer. Let's start talking <laughs> Let's about this. horror movies. <laughs> that is a horror. That is a horror all, all on its own. But I do highly recommend The Boys, um, especially because like people that are into horror films, I think they would like The Boys. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's got some gore in it. Nice. Let's talk about Jaws, 1975. This is pre-Brett and David. This is before know. the swearwolves was even born. Yep. <laughs> We hadn't even come out of our dad's pee holes yet. No, I don't even think my dad's dick had created balls had created no. the sperm. Yeah, I don't know how long that stuff lasts, but yeah, I'm sure we weren't in there yet. Sure, it's not long. Uh, release date June twentieth, nineteen seventy five. What do you think was the number one movie in the box office? This movie. You are correct. <laughs> this <laughs> there's is no, that was an easy there's no one. doubt about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> what do you think was the number one song? I'm going with Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company. Feel like making love. Making Feel love like making to you. To you. <laughs> Sync that up in post and we'll be fucking golden. Boom. Perfect harmony. <laughs> Speaking of golden, no, the number one song was not Feel Like Making Love. It was a song called Sister Golden Hair by America. Oh, that sounds familiar. Did you listen to any America? A little bit. They sing, uh, I went through the desert yeah, on a horse yeah. with no name. But they also sing Sister Golden Hair. Well, I've got to thinking of you, Sister Golden oh, Hair, so bright. That's right. That's right. And I tried to make it. I don't mind picking. Mm. I actually don't mind America. They're kind of shitty in that 70s, like, shitty music vibe. But I kind of <laughs> dig that. Yeah, I don't mind them. It's kind of like Yacht Rock. Yeah, it's almost Yacht Rocky, but not quite. Not quite, no. Uh, Jaws was written by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb based on the novel Jaws by Peter Benchley, directed by the one and only Steven Spielberg with music by the one and only John Williams. Yeah, John Williams won an Oscar for the score. As well he should. Yeah. Because I'm not going to... Well, hold on. Hold on. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) This movie stars Roy Scheider as Chief Brody, Richard Dreyfuss as Matt Hooper, Robert Shaw as Quint, Lorraine Gary as Ellen Brody, Murray Hamilton as Mayor Vaughn, Susan Backlinney as Chrissy, Lee Fierro as Mrs. Kintner, and Jeffrey Voorhees, what a name, as Alex Kintner. Runtime of this movie, two hours, four minutes, which I thought, I was like, two hours and four minutes? It does not feel like two hours and four minutes when you're watching it. It goes by fast, yeah. Goes by really fast. Budget for the movie was nine million dollars. David, how much do you think this brought in the box office? Oh man, um, two hundred million. Four hundred seventy-two million dollars. <laughs> That's insane. Half a billion dollars off of a nine million dollar investment in the seventies. That's impressive. In in the seventies, I don't know. What, I think that equates to one gazillion, one gazillion dollars. dollars in, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> well done, Mr. Spielberg. Well done indeed. And this movie was much like our podcast today set up for failure because uh, it, shit just kept going wrong the entire time. Maybe that's why shit just kept going wrong with us today. Maybe. Our, our, it was like our own personal Bruce. That oh, was it, was, it was awful. Fucking with us. <laughs> it was awful. But 
Jaws is not awful. And I'm going to spoil, I'm going to flip things on its ass <laughs> end today, David. And I'm going to spoil something. This movie is five Pamela Voorhees heads. <laughs> yeah, this movie's fantastic. This is like, I wrote down for my notes, I wrote uh, perfect fucking movie. That's what I wrote. Yep, pretty much. Um, I just watched it. I just watched it again last night. Um, I've seen it many times before. I know you've seen it probably about a thousand times as well. And you just watched it the other day. This might be the movie that I've seen more than any movie. Like it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Um, it's one of those ones. Anytime it's on TV, I'll watch it. Yep. I mean, Star Wars is probably the one that I've watched the most throughout history. Well, you know, Back to the Future. There's a lot of them. Right. There's a lot of them. But this is this is one of them. This ranks up there with one of them that I've seen the most. And I definitely do want to talk about the plot and go through the different beats of the movie. But right off the bat, I'm going to say a couple of things. Number one, John Williams' score we talked about briefly and him winning an Oscar. If there is a movie that has perfect fucking music, it's this and The Godfather. This is a horror movie, though, so we're going to talk about this. But <laughs> John Williams' score in this movie is fucking perfect. It's fantastic. From Jaws's theme, like, well, two which notes, basically. Everybody uses. Yeah. Dun dun. Dun-na. You're in a lake with your friends as a kid. Yes, yeah, so you're going. Dun-na. Dun-na. Yep. You're in a pool. You're going. Dun-na. Everybody's scared of a fucking shark. The reason why they're scared of a shark, David, is because Steven Spielberg made us scared it's of his fucking fault. sharks. He did it. <laughs> it's, it's his fault. There's so many times as a kid that I was scared of a shark. Dude, even as an adult, like just going into the ocean, like I was in Cancun a few weeks ago and uh, it crosses your mind as soon as you step in the water, you're like, oh, I hope there's no sharks in here. Yeah. Yeah. Just perfect. And I know a lot of this stuff that happened in this movie was happy accidents. Yeah. You know, things just falling into place, things falling apart and going, well, we well can't we're show not the shark, but that was perfect. We don't see the shark until like pretty much the third act. Right. Yeah, we get little and glimpses, but for the, for a lot of the time, the, we see the shark through you know, a floating dock or barrels or POV. Yeah, yeah, POV definitely for the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and it works. I mean, when Kintner, uh, well, when Chrissy gets got, we don't see. Well, we see from the shark's point of view, um, and it's really dark. When Kintner gets it, we see from the shark's point of view. Yeah, this is a horror movie, but. <sighs> kind of an adventure don't get me wrong yeah oh it is but it's kind of a it it's an adventure movie yeah drama (laughs) adventure i don't know yeah but it's definitely a horror movie i did want to share with you um a couple of things that i have uh from jaws i do have this quint action figure from neca that's very cool coming out with a matt hooper one uh actually they're coming out with two versions of matt hooper the one that uh, is him in his regular clothes and then the one with him in his diving gear that's cool. You'll have to get Dreyfus again and get him to sign it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, of Richard Dreyfus, I have a Matt Hooper Funko Pop. Very cool. Uh, right there. And I have a Chief Brody Chief Brody Funko Pop. You try chumming this shit. <laughs> Come down here and try chumming this shit. That's what he's holding the chum bucket right there. And then, of course. Bruce. Quint. Oh, Quint. Yeah, of course. I don't have, you know, I, I don't have Bruce the shark. Um you know, my Funko Pop collection is vast, but I don't buy Funko don't. Pops much anymore, so I don't have Bruce. However, I do I do have the Toonie Terrors uh, NECA of 
uh, Quint getting eaten by Bruce the shark. Oh, yeah. That one's cool. I just couldn't find it. It's in a box somewhere, so I just couldn't find it. So I just found the ones that I had. But uh, cool. I know you have a little piece of memorabilia. Why don't you? I don't. You're not going to show it with it, me. Uh, it's hanging uh, up uh, in the next room. I can see it from where I'm sitting, though. Uh, it's a replica of the no swimming uh, by order of Amity PD or beach clothes or whatever that sign says that uh, they have at the beach when the when they initially closed the beach. Yeah. But I've got a replica of that from Trick or Treat Studios um, that I got Richard Dreyfus to sign when we met him at Days of the Dead, Las Vegas. Oh, and Susan Backlin, he also yeah, she also signed it. Forgot about that. A mad monster. First victim of the shark. We call him Bruce. That's what they nicknamed him on the set. So I think that's what everybody Brucey. Has. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is the name of the shark in Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. By the way. <laughs> I like that movie. Great White. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> um, so let's talk. Since we're talking about Susan Backlinney, let's go ahead and start talking about the plot of this movie. Uh, we're in a New England beach town island of Amity. Amity Island where uh chrissy watkins is partying on the beach with a bunch of other like college kids her male suitor i forget his name but he's just some drunk ass kid. i can't remember his name she's like they just met at the party yeah they make goo goo eyes with one another and she's (laughs) like let's go uh swimming yeah and he doesn't they don't know each other because he's like what's your name and she's like chrissy where are we going swimming and uh, yeah she gets naked she starts taking off her clothes and running. He's like, I'm right behind you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he follows her. Um, she goes into the water and starts swimming. It's dark. It's nighttime. And she swims out to like a buoy. And she's like, come on in. Yeah, he's having trouble getting his clothes off. He's drunk. He's wasted. And he passes out on the shore. Yeah. Well, while he's passed out, uh, Chrissy gets tugged underwater. And uh, then she gets tugged again, and she starts whipping back and forth. <laughs> she gets slammed up against that buoy pretty hard. She's screaming, too. I even put on the subtitles just so I could see what she was saying. At one point, she says it hurts she's or something. Like, yes. She's like, oh, God, it hurts. It hurts. I don't want to die. Oh, God. Well, sorry. <laughs> You're not going to get your wish, Chrissy. You're going to die. That scene is so effective, though. Like when she first gets tugged underwater, oh. and we again we don't see the shark, but that is terrifying. I just remember as a kid that striking fear into me. Even swimming in my pool at night, if the pool light wasn't on, was scary. Yeah, I remember my dad as a kid used to play like he'd get underwater and he'd tug on her legs so we could like kind of reenact that scene. It was awesome. <laughs> now this scene, and also, um, and not to jump ahead here, but Jaws two has a pretty effective scene where they're. Um, water skiing Mm -hmm. at the beginning but this scene is like chrissy gets tugged under and then she comes back up and she's all kind of confused as to what's going on it's like was was the fucking shark playing with her yeah yeah that first one was that just like a little tickle yeah he's just like boink and he's like oh what are you doing what's this (laughs) i was gonna bite you now chief brody we get introduced to roy scheider um by the way also another thing about this movie perfect fucking casting Perfect casting and great development of all the characters. Like all of the characters are fully fleshed out people that just seem like yeah. real people that inhabit this universe. Totally. And I, my wife was like, you're obsessed with Robert Shaw. And I said, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm like a Robert Shaw stan. Yeah. It's like I, every time he's on screen, I'm just like fucking, I, I just kept saying last night, I was like, Robert Shaw is so fucking amazing. And I realized what it was at a certain point in the movie. I go, I said to my wife, I go, I realized why 
now I'm so obsessed with Robert Shaw. And she goes, why? I go, because he reminds me of my grandfather. Ah. He doesn't talk like that, like my grandfather, because my grandfather wasn't uh, uh, Scottish or Welsh or whatever he is. But he looks kind of like my grandfather. Mm -hmm. He has the same mannerisms as my grandfather. And he talks like my grandfather, like cadence wise. And they were both at least the character of Quint was a world war two vet. It's like just his character of Quint just reminds me of my grandfather so much. So oh, I think cool. that's probably why I really like him. Plus Robert Shaw is just a really good fucking actor. Do you believe him a hundred percent that he is this person? Did you ever see the movie, uh, the sting? Yeah, he's great in that too. Fucking awesome in that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a long uh, you time. Know, he, I know I got to watch that again. Is that that's Robert a really Redford? Movie. Robert Redford, Paul Newman, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Robert Shaw. That's funny. I was going to say, was that Robert Redford or was that Paul Newman? But yeah, it was both of them. <laughs> it was both of them. <laughs> um, that's a really great movie. Uh, but Robert Shaw, unfortunately, passed away in 1978. He was only 51 years old when he died. That's crazy. He looked older than that in Jaws. Yeah. He did. He was only like 47, 48 when, when they filmed Jaws. Little side sidebar here. Robert Shaw passed away. He uh, was having some chest pains throughout the day when he was golfing. And he was driving home from the golf course with his wife. And he was like, you know, I've been having these chest pains on and off. He goes, so I'm just going to park the car here. And I'm going to walk up to the house to kind of walk off this. Because he just felt like he was, I must have felt like he was tight or something. Mm -hmm. And my father, uh, who had a heart attack, has told me the same thing. It just feels like your back is tightening up. And you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Well, anyway, he got out to walk it off and he got about five steps and he fell over. That's nuts. Dead. That's crazy. Fucking crazy. Mm. Yeah. Sad. It's sad. Anyhow, Chief Brody gets a phone call the next morning. I and, like that he's uh, got two phones. He's got like his house phone and then right next to it, he's got the police phone and he picks up the wrong phone at first. Yeah. Roy Scheider does these little manner uh, mannerisms throughout the entire movie that are um, really good. That really, like you talked about the character development, he really develops the character through nonverbal means mm -hmm. as well as through what he says um, script-wise. But um, and and it's little things like that, like picking up the wrong phone and doing this. Like he's kind of scatterbrained. Yeah, and lots of faces. Like he he's slightly annoyed throughout most of the movie. And he's a New Yorker, you yeah. know. He's a New Yorker in this in the New England. Uh, uh, island town you know and they haven't been there doesn't very really long. quite fit in yeah they said that they relocated yeah. in the fall and now it's summer so they're still kind of getting acclimated yeah. to uh amity and he hates water he hates the island yeah he's a city guy <laughs> so he goes down and he starts investigating it and the kid who was out there with chrissy is like hey look i woke up she was her all of her clothes were still here he's like i think she drowned <laughs> And they're both they're both like yeah maybe <laughs> yeah he's like well either that or she's running around naked somewhere <laughs> but they quickly find her remains on the uh, uh, chief Brody is like second in command you know another officer finds the remains and we get to see how much of her is left uh, later on when Hooper asks to see the body but it fits in a Tupperware I was say, she fits in a very small Tupperware container. <laughs> and at this point, we just see a little bit of her hand, and we see crabs mm -hmm. and stuff like crawling all over. It's gross. Oh, uh, she got she got fucked up. Mm -hmm. Medical examiner says that it was a shark attack. Yep, and Brody puts that but, in his report. He's like, it's a shark attack, and he gets a call mm -hmm. while he's typing it up that there's some Boy Scouts that are doing like a mile swim thing. So he's like, I better go out there and you know get them out of the water. Yep. So he goes out to uh, a ferry 
and he gets on it, but uh, he's quickly joined by Murray Vaughn, who is the mayor. Uh, right, Murray Vaughn? Larry Vaughn. Larry, I'm sorry. Murray it must be another guy. Murray Hamilton's the actor. Oh, Murray Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Murray Hamilton. Uh, Murray, Larry, same fucking word. <laughs> uh, mayor Vaughn rolls up in a fucking Cadillac with like the rest of the fucking crew including the guy that told him that it was a shark attack yeah and that guy the medical examiner is like nah it was a boating accident some fucking fisherman probably just hit yeah. her with a propeller and Brody's like that's not what you told me on the phone he's like oh well it's, it's possible I'll have to amend my report yeah. they don't want the beach to close Amity's a, a beach town a summer summer town we need summer dollars they're making money off of all the New Yorkers coming in Vaughn straight up says, like, hey, if we don't have the beaches open, these people will gladly go somewhere else and give them their money. Like, we got to keep the beach yep. open. Brody gives in to it pretty easily because they're like, hey, look, this is your first summer here. You got to think about us, about your new community. And listen, there's not going to be any more problems. And Brody's like, okay, well, I guess so. Yeah. We'll just up the amount of people that are watching the beaches and we'll keep them open. Everything's going to be fine. Later on. We're at the beach, and everybody's there. Uh, the mayor's there, I think. Uh, I don't know if the mayor's there, but there's a couple other people there. And it's a busy day. Brody, and we get a really good, we get a really good scene here. Brody's watching the beach or watching the water from his spot on the beach. He never goes in the water, but he's just watching it. And like a person will move in front of the camera. Yes, and it gets tighter on his face. It's awesome tighter on his face and then it cuts to the water and it kind of does the same thing to the water so it's building tension and i'm sure spielberg ripped that off from hitchcock at some point because i'm sure hitchcock did the same thing <laughs> um but uh spielberg does that effectively in this scene and if you're going to watch a scene in a movie that, that builds tension i think this is the one and there's also a lot of chaos in this scene too like the kids are out in the water and there's lots of splashing and there's lots of just pandemonium happening. And something else Spielberg does in this scene, he, and he does this in a lot of his movies, but like cross dialogue where there's people talking, but you can only kind of hear what they're saying because Roy Scheider's character, Brody, he's not really listening because he's trying to focus on what's happening in the water. And I really like that because it's kind of distracting and that's it's meant to be that way. And people are coming up and kind of saying things and he's kind of like, hey, yeah, whatever, whatever. And he's kind of half listening the fucking old man who comes out of the water with the fucking <laughs> swim we cap about on. you chief you don't go in the water yeah he's like nice hat That's some bad hat harry <laughs> nice hat hair and he's like <laughs> and that guy with his fucking man boobs yeah <laughs> his fucking old ass man boobs yeah, like flopping around saggy. he's all offended clanging about <laughs> with his little shower he's cap he's all offended by it yeah he's like well fuck you <laughs> anyway brody's watching the water and uh his wife ellen comes over and she's like look you just need to relax like and she's like giving him a little bit of a shoulder massage mm -hmm. and telling him to relax and he's like all right all right you're right and their kids are playing out in the water uh they have two kids they have uh, mike and sean and they're out there in the water with their friends and then there's this little boy named alex kintner played by jeffrey Voorhees. This is how Jason Voorhees' is so he was really, born. really happened. This is the real story. <laughs> shark, shark ate him. <laughs> anyway, Alex Kintner's out there, and it seems like none of the kids are playing with him. Like, maybe they don't know him, or maybe it's just maybe because his mom's a fucking bitch. Yeah, maybe he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking nerd. No one likes him. They're like, at least if it was going to be a kid that got eaten, at least it was the Kintner boy, right? 
Am I right, guys? <laughs> no one will miss him. <laughs> anyway, he's out there on a raft. And he wants to go out and like, because uh, mom wants to go home. And he's like, oh, just let me go back out on the water. And uh, she's like, oh, your fingers are starting to prune. Ten more minutes, Alex Kintner. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> she goes, ten she more is minutes. a bitch, too. I don't like this. Oh, you don't like Miss Kintner? Ten more minutes of five. life. Actually, he only gets five because <laughs> he's going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, <I'm doing. laughs> he's out there on the raft and the shark. Again, POV, we don't see the shark. All we see is the results of it, and it's a, a deflated raft and a fucking yeah. pool of blood. We get a little bit. like We see the POV of the shark coming up, and then we see the raft flip. And I don't know if it's fins or what. Like You see something, and you see the kid kind of struggle and go under. Yeah. He gives a kind of a roll. Yeah. Like the shark like gives him like the death roll. Yeah. And then he goes down and you see a bunch of blood in the water. It's another great shot too, because it's that, uh, I think it's a fucking Hitchcock shot as well, where they oh, zoom in, but zoom out. The vertigo shot. They yeah. dolly in, but zoom out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. On Brody's face. Yep. And so the background stays the same di- focal distance. I don't know what all the logistics of it it's, is, but it's, it's a really it's cool really shot. Fucking good. And uh, he gets everybody out of the water, of course. And then uh, Mrs. Kintner's like, yeah, all the parents have are holding their kids. And you see just the mom all by herself looking for her kid. Oh, it's very sad. Oh, brutal. Yeah, I felt bad for her, but she blames Brody for this. And it's not Brody's fucking fault. It's the mayor. You yeah. slap someone, slap the fucking mayor, <laughs> the that mayor fucking around. asshole. <laughs> now, speaking of the mayor, they're all at like uh, town hall or whatever. And Miss Kinder's put up a $3,000 reward to catch the shark. Yeah. And she is not there, but every all the business owners are there and they're all like, um, are we going to shut the beaches down? We need to know right now if we're going to shut right. this shit down. And Brody's like, yes, we're going to shut the beaches down. And they're all, of course, up in arms. But then the mayor's like, but only for 24 hours. Don't worry about it. And Brody's like, I didn't agree to that. Oh, okay. Larry, the mayor, is like, "Eh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll get this figured out. But there is a bounty on the shark's head, and this is where we meet Quint. He's in the back, and he does his fucking drawing of the fucking shark. (laughs) Yeah, and he does the nails on the chalkboard to get everybody's attention. He's like, basically, you all know me. I will catch the shark. I'll catch the shark, but I'm not going to do it for $3,000. You got to give me 10 grand. And if your community wants this gone and you guys want to uh, not be in the poorhouse come uh, fall, you'll pay me the 10 grand and yep. I'll go out there and I'll catch this shark for you. Uh, Mayor Vaughn's like, eh, I guess uh, we'll take we'll that under advisement. Thank you, Mr. Quint. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what a fucking stick in the mud. Yeah. And I like when but, Quint leaves how he's like, Mayor, Chief, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and just walks out. And he's got his little, like, handler. Yeah, the, the guy that never says his anything. His little, like... Yeah, he's just got a, him and his dog. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He must be, like, the... Is he the chum bucket guy? Yeah. He's usually out there, but they couldn't they couldn't fit him on the orca uh, <laughs> when we see him. But uh, he must be his, like, helper. I guess he... In, well, never mind. I was going to say he inherits... I'm not spoiling anything. Fucking Robert Shaw dies. All right? <laughs> it's the worst part of the fucking movie. It all is. right. So I cry sad. almost every time I see it. <laughs> but um, anyhow, uh, Brody's called in help from the oceanograph. Ocean. Ocean. How do you say that word? Oceanographic. That's a hard word. Sure. <laughs> it is a hard word. He's an ocean. Oceanographer. 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 Matt Hooper. Who's a fucking nerd. <laughs> but he's cool. I like he's Cooper. a nerd, but he's cool. Yes. 
Oh, I love him. Dreyfus is so fucking awesome in this role. Again, another perfect casting. Yep. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of fishermen out there, and they're like, we're going to collect this bounty. They, they want three grand, man. And I wouldn't turn down three grand. I wouldn't hunt a shark for three grand, but I don't live in 1975 America. Yeah, exactly. In Amity, Amity Island. By the way, Amity Island, Amityville. Like, I always thought that was kind of weird uh-huh. growing up. It's kind of weird. They should mix the two. Like, <laughs> uh, a house that's uh, haunted by the ghost by a of shark. a shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah instead of get out it goes dun, dun. you're like what was that yeah you sit on the toilet and you just hear dun, dun. you're like oh shit it's coming from my butthole <laughs> shark's gonna eat my butthole uh he's gonna he's gonna turn really small and climb up my pee pee hole yep <laughs> oldest Play with in my the prostate <laughs> see that on the boys he's gonna milk me yeah so hooper's there and hooper's like let me see the remains of chrissy and uh oh there's another good scene like when we first introduced to hooper a lot of chaos also this whole thing is like pretty chaotic uh while they're trying to hunt this uh shark all these fishermen and hooper's telling these guys he's like you guys because brody's like hey can you tell those guys not to do that while i'm on this phone call and so hooper's like hey guys i wouldn't do that and they're like fuck off (laughs) yeah he's like uh you guys are overloading the boat and they're like ah get out of here get out of here and he's like um well, he's like, can um, you guys tell me about a, any good restaurants around here? And they're like, yeah, walk straight ahead. And he goes, ha, 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 you're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back to Brody. He's like, they're all going to die. All those guys are going to die. So anyway, Brody's like, oh, you're Hooper. Oh, it's great to meet you. And uh, Hooper's like, yeah, let me see the remains of the first victim. And this is where we get the Tupperware of Chrissy's yeah. remains. And uh, Hooper's just Hooper's just like, oh, never seen anything like this before and he's like this was absolutely a shark this was not a boating accident and it was a big shark and he measures the bite radius well a couple local fishermen uh not ben what's his name ben Ben gardner Gardner. it's not ben gardner no (laughs) it's not him uh we'll learn more about him later but um because brody asks oh did ben gardner get this no no no, we did he's like it's like, wow, great. Good job, guys. I'm like, what kind of shark is that? But, um, you know, a tiger shark. And I like that guy goes, a what? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he say it like that? I don't know. A what? just like, oh, with your fancy, with your fancy names for sharks. Like tiger. tiger shark? <laughs> Come on. So Hooper's like, listen, these clowns, the odds of them catching the right shark are 100 to 1. Yeah, and while but they're taking pictures of it he's, it, he's measuring the mouth and he's like, this doesn't seem to add up, at least not to the Chrissy no. body. No. And he says, like, listen, it could be the one that ate Kintner, um, but I doubt that. I, I think it's the same shark that ate both of them because it's hunting these waters and you probably got a great white on your hands. But let me slice this guy open and we'll see because whatever he ate in the last 24 hours is still in his yep. body. The, the mayor's like, listen, we're not going to do some half-assed autopsy right here and have the Kintner fucking body boy remains just spill, spill all over the, the deck, dock. which I do ag- I do agree with him on that. I like, agree. Like, that's not, probably the, that's not the place to do that. <laughs> but I also agree that they should cut it open and make sure that it's the right shark. Definitely. Uh, they all think that it's not the right shark. Uh, at least Brody is convinced by Hooper. And uh, later on that night, Brody's getting drunk, and Hooper comes over with a couple bottles of wine. He gets even more drunk. (laughs) He says, we're going to have one more drink, and then we're going to go cut that shark open. 
There's a couple other things that happen uh, maybe before this. We get the welcome to Amity Island sign gets defaced mm-hmm. with a shark fin behind the girl. Oh, that's that's right after the, yeah. they cut the, the shark open. Oh, is that is that? Because right that's when that? he tells him, like, because Hooper tells him, like, you still got a shark problem here, dude. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But another thing that happens, too, is we got these two fucking fishermen <laughs> who are like, with we're going to hunt this shark with the fucking roast. With the fucking roast tied to the dock. With a chain, yeah, and the one, gu- the one guy, what an asshole! He gets pulled off the dock, and he just holds on to the dock. I'm like, let go, dude. <laughs> yeah, let go and swim away. What an asshole! But uh, he swims towards the dock, and there is a tense moment there where you think he's gonna get eaten, but he yeah. doesn't. Yeah, and I love it. that because you see the dock coming closer to the guy as he's swimming away. It's like, oh shit, the shark's down there. Yeah, but he makes it just in the nick of time. Brody and Hooper go out at night. Or they cut the they cut the shark open, and sure shit. It Nothing just got there. a license plate. It's a couple <laughs> of Louisiana fish in it inside of it. <laughs> yeah. So then Brody or um, Hooper's like, "Well, let's go out on the water because this is the time that he, he's probably feeding. We've got a good shot of uh, spotting this shark." So Brody's like, "I'm not drunk enough to do that." And he's, he's like, like yes, "Yes, you are." He's like, "I'm not going out there." He's yes, like, "Yes, you are." <laughs> well, they do, and they go out, and this is where they find Ben Gardner's boat. Yeah, and um, it's all torn to shit. So Hooper's like, "Hey, I'll be right back." I'm going to go dive under there and, and find some stuff. And he does. He dives down in there and he finds a shark tooth the size of a shot glass. Yeah. Is what he says. And then he finds Ben Gardner's head. Dude, that scared the shit out of me as a kid when the Ben Gardner's oh, yeah. body pops through that little hole. Isn't his eyeball hanging out or something? Yeah, Ben Gardner's eyeball is like missing. It's just a head floating there, but it's pretty gnarly looking. Yeah, it's creepy. And Dreyfus freaks out. He's like... <laughs> Drops the <laughs> drops he, the tooth. Drops the tooth, and he goes back up to the shore. And this, yeah, you're right. This is when they talk to uh, the mayor. Yeah, the next day, because yeah, the signs vandalized. He's like, dude, there's still a shark here. Yeah, you have a shark problem. That wasn't the right shark. And the mayor's like, do you have the tooth? No tooth? <laughs> no way. And Hooper's like, well, fuck this guy. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, he already had a deal. He was going to be going to Australia or something like that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go hunt great whites somewhere else. Yeah, peace and out. You guys still have a shark problem, but fuck you. Yep. And Brody's like, oh, well, whatever. So the beaches are open, but uh, and the and the tourists have come from. The yeah, mainland. we see ferries like with just with hundreds of people on them coming in for the weekend. Yep. Do you like the arcade scene? Oh, I love it. All those old school <laughs> games. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, they're playing uh, Shark Killer Hunt Shark was one of them. Killer Shark. It's yeah. like a old EM game almost. Yeah. It's 4th of July weekend also. That's another reason why we chose this movie too, because uh, this is going to be released on, on the uh, 4th, 4th of July. Of July so. yeah. There you go. <laughs> what a better way to honor America than talk about John. Talk about John. But um, everybody's on the beach, but nobody's getting in the water. Yeah, everybody's terrified and rightfully so. And there's even a documentary crew out there making a movie, and they're like, hey, Amity Island used to be such oh, a great place. Oh, yeah, like place. a reporter or something. You know who that is? You know yeah, yeah. It's Peter. It's, I was going to say the same, same thing to you. It's Peter Benchley. Yeah, Peter Benchley. Yeah, pretty cool. Look at us with our knowledge. <laughs> the mayor goes up to a couple, and he's like, look. Get in the water. You get in the fucking water, <laughs> or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no, he's like, stand he's you. like I'm going to water up your urethra. <laughs> It's going to feel great, actually, but he's like, no, 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 I'll get in the water. (laughs) For a little while. 
But uh, so this old couple, man, all, this is the other thing too. Kintner's mom looks like she's his grandma. Mm-hmm. This couple, they look like they're the grandparents of these kids. Everybody looks fucking old. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because they grabbed those kids and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, they go to the beach with their grandchildren. And then um, Brody's kid, Michael, wants to go in the water too. And he's like, nah. But he's like, oh, can I at least take my boat out? He just out? got a boat. Yeah, he's like, I want to take the boat out. But he's like, well, put it in the pond. Because he thinks the you know the pond will be safe, and, and they call it the pond. Yeah, they call it the pond, but it's just a it's like a like cove. An inlet, yeah. of the ocean. Yeah, and they, he's like, but that's for old women, and he's like, we'll just do it for this old man, and he's like, all right. So he t- him and his friends take his little um, his little sailboat out into the pond. Anyway, everybody's out in the water, and all of a sudden, a fin appears. Yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> Swims past a couple. Da-da. And you see Swims people react. John like, Ritter. Like, yes, that guy looks just like John Ritter. I thought that too. <laughs> that fucking John Ritter guy is an asshole too. Yeah, he pushes those he pushes kids those off kids that raft. He's like, oh shit. But he doesn't say anything. Uh, he doesn't say like there's a shark. Like everybody get out. He's just like, nope, every nope. man for himself. And he's like, I'm going like, to get out of here. <laughs> he's like, three's company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat one of those kids. That'll distract him. Yep. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> Swimming yeah, past you. <laughs> that was just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> just all like Mr. Furley just heard the wrong thing. But uh, yeah, everybody's we're seeing the point of view of the shark at this point, and everybody's like, "Fuck shark!" Everybody starts running. Uh, Hooper is actually out on a boat. There's helicopters flying, and yeah. they all see the fin. And there's a spotter, like they somebody go on the it. beach sees it, and they blow the whistle. I think they all the boats converge onto the shark, and they got their guns drawn on it. It's just these two fucking kids with a cardboard <laughs> cardboard fin, fin and they snorkels. All, those those fuckers almost got shot. Yeah, I always thought about that too. I'm like, why didn't they just pull the trigger? Like. Dude, anyway, and I like when they, they didn't. I like when they catch those kids too. Like the one is like, "Hey, he put me up to it." Like you know, turning on his buddy. But I really like how while he's talking, the water like goes over his face. So he's like, "He put me up to it." He <laughs> like I don't know what he actually said, but <laughs> that had to have yeah, again been one of those it. accidents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like realistic. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, while they're doing that, this okay, this is a great fucking scene too. There's a girl in the over by the pond and she sees the actual from, fucking shark. she sees it from the and shore she, yeah yep and she screams shark 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 in the pond shark in the pond she goes nuts right michael's in the pond brody's on the beach and he's like these fucking kids like he just got word that the, it was the kids with the cardboard fit. yeah and he's like now what and then he hears what's in the fucking pond and he's just kind of defeated he's like whatever fuck off yeah. and ellen tells him she's like michael's, michael's in, the, in pond. the pond and he's like, he's oh, like yeah 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 and then he's like holy shit and it slowly slowly builds and then he's like fucking flat out running yeah and he starts fucking running for that pond there's a guy out there just rowing a rowboat and he's hey, all, kids. Hey, kids what are you up to tying a sheep shank huh hey, ever been in a turkish prison <laughs> You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, what are you kids? What are you kids? Everything okay? <laughs> fucking shark. Dude, when I was watching it with my wife, she was like, what's with this guy? He's like a fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The shark's going, I don't like fucking pedophiles, so I'm going <laughs> to hit this guy, this guy and bite his fucking this leg off. This is the first time, too, that we really see the shark. 
But even then, it's only yes. for a couple of seconds, but we do see it. We're like, that's a big-ass shark. Michael's boat tips over, and Michael and his buddies are um, in, in the water. This dude, this fisherman or whatever, this pedophile, <laughs> he... Fucking, he gets his leg bitten off, and we see the leg sink to the bottom. It's fucking gnarly. It looks real. It's awesome. It is awesome. And then the shark swims right past Michael, and Michael goes into shock. Yeah, he's freaking out. That scene of that guy getting pulled un- into the water though looks so good because the shark's like still submerged, but you see its mouth open and grab him. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and that guy's and that guy's fucked. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, Michael's at the hospital. He's in shock, but you know what? He's using it to his advantage. He's going to have some coffee ice cream, which sounded really delicious when I was watching this last night. I was like, oh, I want some coffee ice cream. (laughs) Brody goes up to the mayor who's there, and he's like, mayor, you're going to sign these fucking papers so I can hire Quint, pay him his $10,000, and and we can get rid of this. Yeah, and the mayor feels like genuinely bad, and he even tells him, like, my kids were in the water too, and he's like kind of shaking, and he's like, give me your hand. You're going to sign this now. (laughs) And he does. The mayor gives in. He signs that shit. So Brody hires Quint, and Quint's like, you're going to pay me $200 a day, whether I catch it or not. You're going to pay me $10,000 once I catch it. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And he's and Brody's like, sure, yes, whatever. Yes, anything you need. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. And then he's uh, like, here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't but know, but I like sure. it. <laughs> uh, the only thing that Brody asks is that he goes with, because yep. he wants to see like, the no. shark die, and Hooper goes with. Because Hooper's like his bud now, and he trusts him. And Quint at first is like, fuck Hooper. He's just a little rich boy from the city who likes playing with sharks. Mm-hmm. He's not, he hasn't been out there. And he's like, let me see your hands. He's like, you got city hands. You don't have calluses on your hands. You never fucking worked a day in your life. And we do know this about Hooper. Hooper's a little rich boy. Yeah. But he also knows his shit. I think that's what he tries to get a, a, he across to Quint. He's like, dude. Don't give me, I think he says, don't give me your working class hero crap. Like, I'm an educated man. Yeah. Quint's like, sure, fine. Hooper, you can come. Quiet guy with the dog. Sorry, you got to stay back on the shore. (laughs) I like when they're loading up all of of his equipment. Quint's kind of making fun of him. He's like, what are you, some sort of half-ass astronaut with all your little devices? (laughs) So yeah, Quint's just bringing like a pair of pliers and a fucking hammer and shit like that. And... Hooper is bringing like all this fancy schmancy equipment, including like a shark cage and some respirator tanks for when he goes underwater and harpoons and like a drug, like a, like a poison or something like uh, it's to like knock him out. Or yeah. Something yeah. Knock the shark out. Quint's like, whatever. Yeah. They go out on uh, the boat. The boat's named the Orca and they're going to hunt down the shark. And Brody's job is to chum the fucking fish guts over over the side of the boat and that's where we get the line you try coming down here and chumming some of this shit which is a great line um hooper is helping drive the steer the boat because he's been on boats uh, quite a bit like you know his whole life and quint is kind of the hunting guy he's like this is where we're gonna go the scout if you will they have these big yellow barrels Mm -hmm. that they're gonna use and they're gonna shoot the shark with these uh, with this harpoon and it's going to attach the barrel and the idea is that it'll keep the shark from being able to dive under yeah so you can kind of track where it's like at up yeah exactly and tire it out yeah. and buoyant yep and tire it out and then they'll just drag it back to shore yep they don't know the shark that they're fucking with at this point <laughs> yeah because i think quinn even talks about one time he had to get two barrels into a shark uh, a real big one yeah. and brought it in and this shark by the way guys 
takes three barrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and even at three barrels, it, it still dives. It's still able to get under all three underwater. Water. Yep. And Quint Quint keeps going. Three barrels, he's not going to be able to dive. Not with three barrels. He says that a couple of times, and sure shit. It's like Dr. Loomis. I shot him three times. I six with times three barrels. <laughs> yeah, six times. But I'm getting ahead of myself. They have their whole little fucking adventure. And there's some great score that happens here when, when they're hunting the shark. Yeah, like kind of some whimsical type music, like when they're on the boat and chasing after yep. the barrels and stuff. Yeah. This is where we first, I would like, we start getting to see the shark more and more when, when uh, Brody's chumming the shit and he says that line, the shark comes right out of the water. It pops right out of the water. It's awesome. <laughs> That's when he goes back to uh, Quentin. He's like, you're, you're going to need, need a bigger, bigger boat. boat. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> they shoot him with the barrels and they're following him and then the shark goes under. Hooper puts one of his beacons on it too. Like when they shoot the barrel, so now there's like a flashing light so they can also yep. spot it at night if hopefully. Yep. But yeah, that first barrel is like, Bruce is like, nah, dude, I'm just going to swim away. <laughs> Speaking of night, they shoot him with these uh, harpoons and then they're like, well, we'll just wait till the morning. So they start getting drunk. Yep. That's a great scene too, where they're all sharing their stories and showing each other their scars and stuff. Yeah, except for Brody. Brody's uh, hesitant to share his. <laughs> like he, he has He pulls one. up his shirt a little bit, like he got his appendix taken out or something. Oh, yeah. That was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's the only scar I got. Yeah. Brody asked Quint about uh, a scar on his arm. And he's like, oh, that's an old tattoo. I got that removed. And like Hooper's like, what did it say? Mother? And he's like, no, nah, <laughs> it was actually the uh, USS Indianapolis. And he's like, and then it's silence. That sobers Hooper up pretty quick. Yeah, he's like, you were on the Indianapolis? Yeah, and Brody's like, what's that? And he tells the story about how, and you know, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it's worth watching. And this monologue, by the way, Robert Shaw, if I'm not mistaken, helped write this monologue. I think that's true, yeah. He took the basics of it and he added some things to it, but um, probably one of the best monologues ever. One of the greatest scenes in Agreed. This movie. It's probably my, my favorite scene in the movie. One of my favorites as yeah. well. And... Um, his delivery is just the best. Uh, he tells the story about how they were on a mission, the USS Indianapolis, to deliver the bomb to Hiroshima that ultimately um, used to uh, knock out Hiroshima, excuse me, deliver the bomb that ultimately knocked out, uh, bombed Hiroshima. And it was such a secretive mission that nobody even knew that they were yeah, there. Yeah, it was top secret. Yeah, and they got hit with a couple of torpedoes, so their ship started going down. But the mission was secret; like they didn't have time to send a distress signal, uh, so nobody really knew where they were to rescue them. Yeah, when they didn't show up, and um, they started getting attacked by sharks. Yeah, almost right away, like started picking them off, and they were trapped in that water for days. What does he say? Over a thousand men went in the water. Eleven hundred or something like that, or three hundred came out. Yeah, sharks took the rest. I'm not going to do it justice here. David's not going to do it justice. I would just recommend <laughs> watching that scene. Yeah, it's so <laughs> Look good. Look it up on YouTube or something. I like how it ends. He's like, I'll never put on a life jacket again. It's like, no. That's no. right. <laughs> he, he's correct. <laughs> uh, shark attacks yep. at that point in time, and then they start fighting it, and they do it at, throughout, the, uh, throughout the morning. The boat starts taking water. It's going to sink. boat's getting all fucked up. Yeah, it's taking on water quickly. Um, We'll skip ahead. Let's just yeah, skip Quinn ahead. Quinn destroys um, the radio because um, Brody <laughs> wants to call in to get help, but he's like, no, nah. smashes it with a baseball bat. That's probably a bad <laughs> idea. 
uh, and then it was get, a bad idea. A, I don't know why he did that. Yeah. Like, pride, like, well, now you're fucked. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like, no, man, we're going to get this thing. We don't need help. And then um, that's yep. when they put the second and then the third barrel on him. And then this is when uh, Quint's like, Hooper, what can you do with all this machinery? And Hooper set, oh, real, they set up quick. his... Um, something I really like about that, when the, once it starts sinking and it's obvious, like they're not like, uh, oh, and the engine blows. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> another Quint mistake. But um, there's a cool scene where nothing is really said, where Quint just grabs a couple of life jackets and tosses them yep. to Brody and Hooper, kind of implying like, we're going to die. Like, we're screwed. Yep. And then he's like, wait a second. Hooper, what can you do with this stuff? Yeah, exactly. And Hooper's like, well, we can set up this cage and I can uh, inject it with this. Um, yeah, he's like, if the shark can get close enough, I can jab it and um, pump it with like 20 cc's or something mouth. of whatever this poison stuff is. Yep. And Quint's still pretty uh, skeptical, but it's like, we got any other ideas? Yeah, I think it's strychnine. Yeah, that um, sounds right. He gets into the cage and... Um, they lower him down, and the shark immediately attacks him. <laughs> yep. uh, it's kind of a jump scare. Yeah, because he comes from behind. Uh, Hooper's looking one way, yep. but the shark comes from the other side. And uh, Hooper gets so scared that he drops the spear. And yep. he's trying to reach for it, and the shark just destroys the cage. And gets in the cage with an, him. Yeah, and as an audience... Uh, well, and Hooper like stabs him a couple times. Yeah, he's times, got a knife. Uh, yep. But as the audience, we're led to believe that Hooper doesn't survive. Yeah, we do see Hooper swim away. Uh, so it's like, oh, yeah. hopefully he's all right. But yeah, I remember as a kid, I was like, oh, he's dead. He's fucked. They pull up the cage and it's just gnarled. And Brody and Quint just look at it and they're like, fuck. And then the shark attacks the boat. Yep. The boat starts going under and Quint can't hold on and he's sliding. And Brody's trying to grab him. And Quint's even like, you know, he's like screaming. And this is like one of the worst fucking scenes, David. It gets me. I don't know what it is about this, and maybe, maybe like I said, maybe because it reminds me of my grandfather, maybe whatever. But every time I see it, I'm just like, no. Yeah, but, it's a really uh, sad scene, and and, well, and Robert Shaw is just so good. I say, and really well acted. Even his death is fantastic. He's screaming, yeah. and I love how Quint like puts up a fight until the very end, like as it's biting him in half. Basically, he's got his machete and he's hacking at it, trying to kill it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets gobbled up. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucked. Dude, something else I really like about the Quint death um, is how fast it all happens. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, bam, bam, bam. Like, they oh, pull yeah. that thing out of the water, it smashes, they're like, oh, shit. And then the water starts to sink, and then all of a sudden, oh, here goes Quint. It just happens really, really yep. fast. And then Brody is getting attacked, and he shoves one of these uh, oxygen containers into he the throws shark's it in its mouth. mouth. Yeah. And then um, he's like on what's left of the boat because the boat is sinking and there's only like the bow. Very quickly, yeah. And he kind of crawls up (laughs) into like, yeah, the bow or the crow's nest or something like that with his rifle. And he's like, ah, fuck. And he starts shooting at it. And and he learned earlier that uh, those oxygen tanks could blow up. Because Brody knocked one over and and Hooper was pissed. He's like, dude, you you mess around with this shit and it, it can blow up. Yep. So he starts shooting at it and he's like, come on, blow up, you son of a bitch, blow up. And then he's like, smile, you son of a. And as soon as he gets to the word bitch, the bullet hits the tank Boom. and shark goes, shark and Quint, by the way, go everywhere. <laughs> Cause that has to be like, we learned earlier that the shark, anything it's eaten in the last 24 hours is still in him, <laughs> That's right? True. I never thought of that. Yeah. There's Quint, Quint everywhere. <laughs> and then the seagulls are eating all of it. My wife said, she goes, they're feeding on Quint. They're fucking eating Quint. Like, yep. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Nutrient-rich Quint. 
The seagulls are all flying in loops they're because they're drunk. drunk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the shark blows up. Yep. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden we Hooper see some, we see some bubbles surface. and then, yeah, Hooper comes up and I like that scene too. Like he swims up to him and then there's just kind of silence as they're looking at each other for a second. Hooper's like, uh, Quint and, uh, just shakes his and head. Brody's like, nah. And then they grab barrels and they're like, you think we can make it to the shore on these? And he's like, yep. And they just start swimming for the shore. Yep. That it. It's, I mean, it's such a great fucking movie. This is one of my all time favorite movies. It's, it's terrific. Yeah. I mean, horror movie or not, it's one of it's the just greatest a great movies movie. ever made. And I think this, I mean, we can, you can tell why, how this put Spielberg on the map. I know he did a couple of things before this, but this was his first major, M- big, major, ma- yeah, major hit. There's no question in my mind after watching this. Like, obviously, he was influenced by Hitchcock, right? He took a lot of things from Hitchcock. Um, as far as like, but that's what the greats do, right? They yep, borrow, exactly. borrow, and make pay it your homage, own. Yep. steal, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but made it, make it your own. It doesn't hurt to have three of the greatest actors ever in it, <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hurt to have the And it's greatest, really well written. One of the greatest composers of our lifetime composing the music for it. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that you had a well-written script by the guy who wrote the best-selling novel. Yeah, all the stars aligned on this one. And you have one of the greatest directors of all time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all, the, all these things lead to success. Uh, they did come out with sequels. There was Jaws 2, which I don't Jaws mind. Jaws 2 is not actually bad. Like Jaws 2. Yeah, I actually kind of like Jaws 2. 3 and 4. Jaws, <laughs> Jaws 2, to me, is like a slasher film version of Jaws. Yeah. Um, it's got... Like it's like a Friday the Thirteenth movie because you got the high school kids like all like out on the water yeah. and everything. A um, couple of them get eaten. It's a slasher film. I haven't seen Jaws two in a long time, but I remember enjoying it. It's a fun watch. Roy Scheider is back. Um, his wife uh, Lorraine Gary, she's back. Richard Dreyfus didn't come back. I think if I'm not mistaken, they wanted him to, but uh, they explain it away in the movie. Like he's yeah. off on some other adventure. But it's probably he was probably like fuck that. I ain't doing maybe he wanted shit. more money or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he was like, I don't do sequels. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm Richard. I'm, I'm Richard, Richard Dreyfus. Okay, both <laughs> in Jaws. But they did Jaws two. They did Jaws three in 3D, which sucks. Three is terrible. Dennis Quaid is yes, in that. He is. That movie sucks um, though. And then four is even worse. Oh, Luke Gossett Jr. is in that as well. Uh, and Jaws four: The Revenge awful horrible movie dude i remember the summer that that movie came out I, I remember going to universal studios with my family and like that was supposed to be i guess like the big movie that summer for universal yeah. and they were i just yeah. remember there being lots of jaws hype uh, and this is before it was released and then it got released and they took it all down <sighs> yikes that movie so michael we've talked about michael kane in the past he's such a great actor but michael kane won the oscar i think for hannah and her sisters and he couldn't be at the Oscars because he was filming Jaws 4. <laughs> but he has said many times that he takes roles sometimes based on location. Yeah, and money. And I remember he said Jaws, and money. Jaws the Revenge bought me a house or something like that. Yep. yep. And it was filmed in the Caribbean, so he yeah. didn't really care too much about it. But that being said, Spielberg did not return. Spielberg does sequels. Um, yeah. He does did the, Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, um, he, he directed the first Indiana two. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. He did Indiana Jones movies, 
But he chose not to do the sequel to this movie. And I don't know if it was just like, he was like, mm, I think we said all we needed to say yeah. with the first Jaws. The shark blew up. No. <laughs> but Jaws was a big, big time success. It led to, I mean, the toys that you see the now. Video game. But even, yeah. even toys back then, my sister had a Jaws board game. Oh, that's cool. And the object of the game, well, it wasn't really a board game, but it was a game. Um, the object of the game was there was a shark and its mouth. Oh, was, was it like, it was the game Shark Attack? I don't know that were, game. But maybe I'll Shark Attack was it a, you. maybe you it was a knockoff me. of the Jaws. Yeah. Uh, the, the Jaws shark would open and you would put all of these little things in there, like um, items that the shark would have eaten. Not people, hmm. but like uh, license plates and steering wheels oh, okay. and gloves and stuff. And its mouth was hinged with rubber bands. And you would use this hook to grab one of them and pull one of them out when it was your turn. And if on your turn you pulled the one out that caused the mouth to shut, uh, that's cool. you would lose. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I guess in my memory it was a lot cooler. When I looked <laughs> it up recently, I was like, this is a fucking lame-ass game. <laughs> yeah, Shark Attack was a completely different game. But there was a, a mechanical uh, shark head on the board that mm -hmm. like I think it was on a track or something but it would move and it would move towards your pieces oh, okay. and you had to roll quickly and like if it said like one you'd move up one space but you wanted to basically like outrun the shark before it ate you can't happen you can't outrun a shark no <laughs> but Spielberg came out with other films he's done some this. stuff yeah he's had quite the <laughs> career and David was like maybe we should talk about our favorite Spielberg films now yeah. these are our favorites they're not the best I want to put a caveat. Yeah, on yeah. This. Don't come after us for not uh, putting Schindler's List as one of our favorites. Schindler's List is probably his greatest film, his yeah. opus, his magnum opus. But I'm not going to put that on my favorite because Schindler's List is not a movie I think that people rewatch on a regular basis. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a movie like, that needs to be seen, but I've never found. I don't need to. I don't. I don't need repeat viewings. Yes. However. There are movies on here that some people might go, well, that's not Spielberg's greatest films, on my list at least. And I will beg to differ that it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we each have a list. Now, I didn't put a top... I didn't put, you uh, put them a in top order? 10. Okay. I didn't put a top five. I put a top eight or nine. <laughs> See, I did five, it says but eight. I have several like honorable mentions. Well, because I did my top five and then I was like, well, I have a couple more that I want to put on there. So they'll be my honorable mentions. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about honorable mentions first? Sure. Ones that didn't quite make the cut. Yes. So my honorable mentions, and this is why I did eight or nine. So I'll go number eight or nine. Last Crusade and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? They're my honorable mentions. They're not in my top five. Wow. Okay. I love both of those movies. Yeah. I think they're both really great movies, but they're kind of like... Yeah, I like them. There's parts to Last Crusade that I'm like, I will watch that part. And I love the beginning of Last Crusade. But then there's other, and I love the end of Last Crusade. But the middle stuff, I'm kind of like, oh, you're cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Get a, be gone with you. <laughs> Raiders gets a little boring at some parts, too. I know that's probably mm. blasphemy, but yeah. there's some parts where I'm like, oh, God, let's just get on with this. <laughs> I want to see faces melt. Yeah, exactly. Open, about, open the arc. Make them look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you my what's in your mentions honorable would mention? probably be like schindler's list uh saving private ryan didn't make my five um, saving private ryan's uh number six on oh, okay uh and i would say like uh close encounters 
uh, is another one that's I really like that didn't quite make the cut. And then probably my most controversial one that didn't make my cut is E.T. Oh, wow. That is controversial. Mm. You just lost a fan. And that fan, <laughs> his name is Christina. Wife? She yeah. lives in the house. It's your favorite movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, neither of those are in my honorable mentions, but Saving Private Ryan was and uh, West Side Story. Oh, yeah, that was good. Have you seen? Yeah, I enjoyed oh. it. That movie was awesome. Like, I like the original, but the uh, new one was fucking fabulous. Yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought he did such a great job with that and uh, actually used people of the right ethnicity to play the right <laughs> parts. Well so. done. But anyway, uh, did you put these in order then? Uh, kind of, but for me, like, my number five is a clear number five. Four through one, mm-hmm. they're all interchangeable. I love all of them. All right, so give me your number five. So my five, and what's funny is um, after I wrote it down, I turned on the TV today and it had just started and I watched the entire movie right before we started recording. Uh, and that is Minority Report. I love oh, that movie. Really? Yes. The movie's a blast. It's good. I will tell you this. Uh, Minority Report's good. You know what else is good? War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, did that make your list? It didn't, but it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, both uh, Tom Cruise movies. Uh, neither one of them are on my list. Mm. My number five is probably controversial as well, uh, only because I don't think a lot of people think about this movie when they think Steven Spielberg. Oh, can I guess? Fucking awesome. Yes. Empire of the Sun. No. Okay. The Color Purple. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that one? It's great. Yes. Long. That movie's it's been a long awesome. Time. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Whoopi Goldberg does fabulous in that. Danny Glover and uh, Oprah Winfrey. It's just a really good movie, yeah. and I don't think it gets a lot of the credit that it deserves, amongst his films, at least. Any other filmmaker makes that movie, and it's their fucking yeah, I calling kinda, card. It's funny. Until you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that movie. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, do. Yeah. It's good. Um, number four for me. I'll go number four, and then you can give yours. Yeah. Uh, my number four is, uh, you said it in your honorable mentions, but I got to put Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It is really, really good. On there. It's one of those movies I remember as a kid watching uh, quite often. I think my stepdad really liked it, and uh, it's just good. Now, I will say this. There are some parts to that where it's, like, long. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a problem with the way the movie ends. Like, Richard Dreyfuss just kind of leaves his family. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> but they left him. Yeah, but... Because like, he went crazy. It was a great movie, though. Again, four through one for me are all pretty much interchangeable. So this could be also be my number one, but not today. Today, my number four is Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Makes sense. I mean, I like I said, it's on my honorable mentions. I love the movie. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's not. It's not. I was obsessed with uh, Indiana Jones as a kid. Like totally. I was too. Like I, had, I, I was think too. I, and there, I had a little chisel I'd take around and like dig in the yard. I had a fucking bull whip. That I would like whip around tree branches and swing and shit. Did I had a whip too? also. Yes. I bought it at a garage sale. <laughs> Did you whip? I don't like, know why they had a whip. Did you swing from it? My parents took it away from me because I uh, whipped it <laughs> at a whip kid. <laughs> I, well, I took it to school, him, but I, I whipped it at a kid, and they were like, "Give me that thing." <laughs> That's awesome. Fucking. My parents are always being the fucking thorn in my side. I'm trying to have fun here. I don't even remember where we got that whip. I, I got it at a garage sale, and I was yeah, I think like, I did too. It was probably it? a sex toy. It probably wasn't even like a bullwhip. <laughs> My parents probably took it away from me because they wanted to use it. Yeah, fucking like, pervs. Hmm, I could put this to good use. <laughs> yep. 
Mm, put the end of it up my pee hole. Call me Indy. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? <laughs> my three. I'll keep it with the Indiana Jones theme is uh, The Last Crusade. I like slightly better than Raiders, which I think most people are okay. the other way around. Um, I slightly yes. prefer Last Crusade. And that's the one, and we said it at the beginning of the episode, just a lot of childhood nostalgia. And that's the only one of the original three that I saw in the theater. Uh, my number three is E.T. Hmm. E.T. was a movie, like I said, I saw in the theater and I fell asleep too. <laughs> but um, obviously it's my wife's favorite movie and I've seen it a few times. But I will tell you something. That E.T., that'll that'll drive a grown man to tears. <laughs> that it's movie a, is... It's a great movie. It's, it's fucking good. It, and um, meeting D. Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, meeting Henry Thomas... Um, the guy who plays Michael, oh God, his name is escaping me, but meeting those guys. Yeah, it adds to the magic. Adds a little bit to it. And Dee Wallace is just a sweetheart in real life anyway. Um, but she, uh, uh, my wife met all of them as well and she just, she just loved it. But I don't know. E.T. is just a great movie. And little Drew Barrymore. She's so cute. <laughs> she's adorable. <laughs> little Gertie. We, uh, when my wife was pregnant with our daughter, we didn't know what our daughter's gender was uh, until we did. Um, but I would call her Gertie. Aww, I just called cute. her Gertie, and we almost, we almost named her that. But then we were like, we don't want to do that to our child. <laughs> but we, Gertrude. we almost named her that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Gertrude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I love ET. Um, the only reason why I didn't make my list is because of the, like replay. Like, it's not a movie I, I go back to a lot, but it's really good. Yeah. And also, I will say John Williams' score uh, in ET mm. one of his best. The music's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so you gave your number three, right? Yeah, it was Indiana uh, Jones was last Crusade. Okay, my number three was E.T., so I'll go my number two. Um, listen, Indiana Jones made it to my list as Temple of Doom. Oh, wow, you're one of those people. The reason why, I, I, I thought about this, actually, and that's why I messaged you last night, and I was like, we're going by favorites, right? Yeah. If I'm going to say my favorite Indiana Jones movie, it's fucking Temple of Doom, and the reason why is because I can watch that movie over and over and over again. Raiders, I can't do that too. Mm. And Last Crusade, again, I, there are certain points in Last Crusade where I'm like, this is awesome. But as a whole, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I can watch that from start to finish. And I did, just like you, when I was a kid, I watched it so many times. True. It's probably the one I've seen the most. Did you, yep. did we, and I love it. Did we know each other when I was Molaram for Halloween one year? Were you <laughs> no. here for that party? No? Okay. That was, no, a, that was a cool costume. <laughs> I bet it was. I bet it was. But I love I love Short Round. Yeah. And uh, Kate Capshaw is in that movie. And then, of course, Harrison Ford. Oh, and I think movie. Harrison Ford is a, a better Indiana Jones in that movie. It's fun. Yeah. Harrison Ford's fucking buff in that movie. Yeah. That movie is also ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's completely nuts. <laughs> like, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> From it's the very get-go. dark. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? So, one and two also switched places on my list a lot. But number two, um, I'm going with Jurassic Park. Maybe the yeah, most nostalgic sense. movie of my entire childhood. Like I was obsessed. Yeah, and, and you were you were talking about that earlier, and and I did see that movie in the theater. Um, I didn't have, I wasn't. I think it was more catered towards young people, especially commercially, mm-hmm. like with the dinosaurs and shit like that. I was already a teenager. I was fifteen years old when I saw yeah. it. I was probably like, "Yeah, this movie's cool." See, and I was still twelve, and I was so still in that weird, awkward, but more, but more kid than teenager. Because I think I saw it yeah. like three times in the movie theater. 
I don't think I had toys or anything like that, but I was just like super into it. And I like bought the book and read the book. And then when the Lost World <laughs> book came out, I was like, oh, I got to read that because I want to be up to speed when the movie comes out. And the movie was nothing yeah. like the book. That's what I've heard. Sidebar I, on uh, Jurassic Park, the sequel, The Lost World, which is not my number one, by the way, <laughs> does not make the list, uh, <laughs> is the, also the first movie I ever took a date to. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't have my driver's license, though, so I think my parents had to drive us. I saw four of the six now Jurassic Park movies. I saw four of them in the theater. I saw the first three in the theater, and I saw uh, Jurassic World, the first new one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the theater. I haven't seen the fifth one. And then the sixth one just came out. My wife and daughter just went to it the other night. Oh, nice. I saw the first three and I saw Jurassic World in the theater. I didn't see the fifth one in the theater, but I did see it. And I haven't seen the new one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number one. Did you... Oh, you said uh, Jurassic World. So number one is Jaws, right? Jurassic Park was two. Uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm sorry. And number one is Jaws. Yeah, number one is Jaws. Yeah, for me as well. (laughs) Awesome. So, I mean, Spielberg... Has a vast collection. I mean, my wife and I were going through all of the, his movies, and I just kept going, "Oh, that one's really good, and that one's really good, and that one's really good." You can't, yeah. and that's why. And uh, like putting them in order was so hard because it was like at any given moment, one of these will be, will is, could be my favorite on the list. Exactly. So uh, that's Jaws. That's Steven Spielberg. If you have any thoughts on that, well, wait a second, David. We're not done wait, yet. We can't be done. <laughs> We can't be done. This is our 200th episode. Yeah. We decided to uh, honor 200 by doing. We honored a uh, 100 by doing The Shining, which was a five. Just head. one movie. Yep. Um, one movie. We honored 200 by doing just one movie, and that was Jaws. And uh, David, we've made a decision, an executive decision. <laughs> it's a. It's. It's an end of an era. Changes around here. Yeah. Uh, we are not going anywhere. We're still going to be doing episodes, and we're still going to be giving you the probably the exact same amount of time probably. per episode, probably more. <laughs> but we're only going to be reviewing one movie a week from now on. Yep. Or well, we might have the, the occasional two, but the the norm going forward is going to be one. Yeah, and that was discussed uh, by David and myself only because, got to be honest with you guys, it's really hard to watch six movies and we watch them pretty close to the time that we record them so we watch like six movies in one week and then talk about them yeah and then record it's so much easier to watch one movie yeah yeah it's so much easier to watch one movie and talk about it or watch three movies and talk about those three uh in separate episodes than it is to watch six movies and when we first started if you listen to this podcast from episode one at the beginning we were doing Three movies, yeah, which is ridiculous. So that means by the time we get to the 300th episode, we'll be doing none, no movies. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about half of the movie, and like <laughs> just talk about the first or time. shorts. Yeah, we'll just talk about short films. <laughs> the other thing too is what, with the two movie thing is lots of times we'll no. we'll have a lengthy discussion. We'll run a little bit long talking about the first movie, and it's like then we got to kind of blast through the second movie. And it's like now we can also spend a little bit yeah. more time kind of going through it. And I feel like we did that with Jaws. Like even at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, we could go through this pretty quickly. No, nope. we still talked about fucking everything <laughs> because that's what we do. Uh, specifically, me <laughs> just kind of over talk about shit a lot of times. Yeah, whatever. But uh, 200 episodes, David. Uh, episode one. Okay, I didn't prepare you for any of oh, this. Oh God. Uh, I, <laughs> episode one was called. Our first episode was called All Things Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. Uh, it was myself. You and Alan, mm-hmm. 
our uh, our former uh, third member of the Swearwolves. He's always a he's always a Swearwolf, but he's not uh, any longer on the podcast. But that episode was released on September fifteenth, twenty eighteen. David, mm-hmm. what was the number one movie <laughs> in the theater September twenty or September fifteenth, twenty eighteen? Oh God! You have no idea. Is it something I never heard of? <laughs> I can't even think. Uh, Halloween. Uh, no, you've heard of it. Is it Halloween twenty eighteen? That came out later. I think that came out after. That came out a few. That was like weeks November, after. I think, or something, or October. Probably, yeah, probably October. maybe months. Yeah. Uh, no, the number one movie, kind of horror related, was called The Predator. Oh yeah, I never saw that. The number one song. No, You'll I never guess. Got nothing. What do you got? <laughs> It was In My Feelings by Drake. Nope. Nope. I couldn't even, Me neither. Couldn't even sing a bar. <laughs> uh, so that was the first episode. And, and it's funny because Elena, who is one of our listeners, she had messaged me or us. And she said, oh, no, she said that in a text message to us. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. She's in a group text message with us. She said, you should have David guess the number one movie and the number one song oh. for your first episode and i was like i had already thought of that elena but <laughs> good good thinking well, good great minds think alike <laughs> well i lost i bombed it i know it's like picking your favorite kid but what are some of your favorite episodes i, I will start actually oh, okay. i'll let you think about it uh memorable episodes or memorable bits um who's, one this, of who's my, this from is this from a listener this from me oh from you okay no this is from me <laughs> This is from me. I, I will get to listener questions in a second, but uh, fuck them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the most memorable episodes for me uh, probably was uh, episode nine. Is that Monster Battle Royale? Monster, yeah. Monster Battle Royale. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, and, and uh, that came about kind of by accident, right, David? You, you've told this. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. But how did that episode come about? I don't even remember what movie were, or movies we were supposed to discuss. We had an actual episode planned. And I think when you and Alan showed up, one of you didn't watch one of the movies. And I think one of you didn't. I think it was me. And one of you didn't see the other one, I think. And I, I think I was the only one who, who actually did the homework and watched both. But then we were like, well, fuck. Are, how are we going to get through this? And then, um, yeah, I think you just took out a piece of paper or something. Like, hold on a second. Give me a minute. Like, I've got an idea. And you're like, all right, we'll, we'll play yeah. a game instead. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of my favorite. And, then, that's, and that would have been one of my favorite episodes too, because um, that whole episode. I mean, all of our episodes are improvised for the most part, but like we literally, yeah. like you wrote that game out, and then we just hit record, and it was like, okay, we're, <laughs> go, we're gonna play. <laughs> and yeah, and I think that was part part of the fun of it was you guys didn't know what was gonna happen, and I had had this idea, and I was like, okay, just give me a second. Um, <laughs> And, and we just came up with it kind of on the spot. So, uh, but yes, I think it was, yes, both of us, maybe Alan and I both who were like, uh, we didn't watch the movies. <laughs> well, it, it worked out for the better. Probably it did. Another memorable moment actually happened. Um, I don't want to say recently, but it was, there's a pre two or there's pre 100 and post 100. Mm-hmm. Swearwolves and pre 100 is the stuff with Alan, which really good episodes and post 100 is the stuff that's just you and I. And we've had a lot of moments, just you and I, where we've gone into giggle fits, specifically <laughs> me and one of them. And I still laugh to this fucking day because I, I, I watch it and I listen to it um, because there's a TikTok video. 
<laughs> it's from episode 144. Welcome to the Motel California. And we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about that fucking movie. Um, Motel. Um, what is it? Mountain Mountaintop Motel Motel Massacre. Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're talking about Bill McWilly. <laughs> fucking Bill McWilly. <laughs> and I think oh, when we were in Dallas. Recently, yes, when we, we were in we got, Dallas, we got laughing we were spent, about it all we were, over again. We were going to bed, and I was I pulled it up, and I just played it, and I was laughing again. But you were like Bill McWillie. Uh, who do I send this bill to? You could Bill McWillie for all I care, and I was just like, why? <laughs> why did you say that? And that just struck me so funny. And I was like, Bill McWillie, you could build this dick. <laughs> exactly. It's like I'm just trying to pay my bill. <laughs> so those moments are the ones because they're genuine. Yeah. Like not that anything is dis disingenuous, but like when we're when I say to you or you say to me before we start recording, it's like, oh, I want to talk about this. Then I'll know that you're going to talk about that. And when I hear you talk about it, I'm like, okay, well, he already told me he was going to talk about that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that it was coming. Now, how you say it and what you say in my reaction, we we don't script out, obviously. Um, if we did, we're really poor writers. <laughs> really bad but, at it. Uh, <laughs> but the stuff that gets me is the stuff that just happens, and we just start laughing. Just the random nonsense. Um, yeah, where it's like, if you had told yes. me uh, before recording this, hey, we're going to talk about yeah, Bill McWillie or <laughs> Swedish yeah. pop songs would, or whatever. Like, oh, weird. Yeah, yeah it would be as shit, funny. Shit, uh, shit-eating uh, dwarves. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah, that's another oh, one. There the, you go. The, yeah, yeah. The Gremlins, Ghoulies uh, episode, Ghoulies episode. Right? Yeah. Little <laughs> bubble. So, uh, but you got any more? Um, uh, like uh, I think it's episode one eleven, the trick or treat episode, and trick or treats. Oh, that's the one that's got yes. the pop, uh, the pop medley. Like what we yeah, talked the about, Abba, Ace of Base. yeah, different songs, and and I remember just laughing about all those songs, and then yeah, you're yeah. talking about doing a medley, and then I snuck it in the outtakes. I think you fucking an, did I it. Actually, did it. <laughs> I was, was like, fun. yeah, if you got time, and you're like, I won't have time, and then you fucking did it. I made time, <laughs> and I think that night that I that I did it, I think I just texted you with like, I've done something. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. I was like, you'll hear. I'm like, did you kill somebody? You're like, no. Yes. <laughs> but yes. But also, yes. I need help with the body. Uh, okay. Why don't we... Uh, I have a game to play, but we can go to a couple of questions here. Eric Witt 03. Eric. Yeah. From... Uh, you know that guy? North Carolina? North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He commented, he said, uh, welcome to the Swearwolves 200th episode, the episode that asked the Swearwolves questions. I'm Eric, you're Brett, and David. David, hope you're staying hydrated, my friend. And Brett, welcome to the East Coast. I wanted to say congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm a longtime listener from North Carolina. I found the Swearwolves searching through Apple Podcasts one day randomly, and y'all had just released episode 10. I knew I'd love you guys since the very first episode was all about Friday the 13th, my favorite horror franchise. Ever since then, I've been hooked and listened to you guys daily. Wow. This fucker listens to us. No offense, Eric, but <laughs> this fucker listens to us daily. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, I have an hour drive to and from work, and y'all make the drive much more entertaining. I am currently on my, ready for this, hmm. fourth playthrough Dang. of every episode. Wow. 
And he says he thinks he's currently on episode 141 again, which episode 144 is Welcome to Motel California. So you'll get to listen to that part. Um, Bill McWillie, you'll get to Bill McWillie for all I care. Um, I feel like I've known you guys all my life, even though we've never met. Anyways, I just wanted to say thank you guys for all you do. And I hope you all keep the podcast going for a very long time, like at least till episode 5,000. Oh, man. We'll be so old. Oh, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I asked several questions in episode 100 so uh, and he also sent us pizza I believe oh yeah so I'll keep it short and sweet this time my question is for you guys can we get a shaka <laughs> shaka he feels like it's been a long time since we have had one y'all are awesome uh, and then he hashtagged it with a bunch of hashtags swear wolves number one fan taint to tip <laughs> that's it's a good one it just makes sense (laughs) alan loves linnea hashtag brett can't whistle hashtag david loves rubbing cotton balls together (laughs) that goes deep taint to tip that's a good one yeah that's a deep cut (laughs) that's a deep cut uh yeah so we got i got a shocker there for you there you go and i'm staying hydrated i'm drinking water right now yep Shaka, <laughs> that goes back to the beginning times. Yeah, that was early. Oh, uh, shocker! So, uh, do you got a voicemail that we can hear? Oh, sure. This first one is from uh, a longtime listener, uh, Christy. Hey guys, it's Christy from Georgia. Longtime listener, biggest fan. I don't have a question. I just wanted to say that I still enjoy the podcast very much. You guys are hilarious, and the episodes are really done well. So, bravo. Um, okay. Actually, I do have a question. Will you guys ever come to a con in Georgia? Cause I want to meet you. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'm making that cheesy heart sign for you with my hands. In fact, not really. I only have one hand free. Can you tell Alan I said hello, please? Bye. Yeah. Um, thank you, Christy. Um, Georgia, we would love to go to Atlanta. Uh, Days of the Dead does a show there. Um, and I was actually looking, they have one coming up, I think in January of 2023. So uh-huh. pending lineup, um, I'm open to it. And I, cause I think the I'm week before that, I got to check, but I think I might be in New Orleans the week before. Or, or well, now you're the place. They'll talk like this for you, David. <laughs> like and <laughs> we listen down here in Georgia. I don't know how they do it in Louisiana, but down here in Georgia, uh, I don't know if Brett is welcome down in these parts uh, with the way he talks. <laughs> but yeah, we would love to go to a show. Like at least I would. You want to go? Yeah, we've talked about going to yeah. uh, Georgia a few times, and and specifically because I know that a lot of the Friday 13th part six people actually mm, go there that makes because sense. that's where they filmed yeah. part six. And there's also some, well, when they were filming walking dead, they were, uh, I think they did some walking dead, they cons, did. but we have a bad taste in our mouth about that <laughs> fucking walking dead convention. Oh uh, yeah. That was a shit show. The, uh, that con <laughs> we got screwed out of never got our money back. Yeah. Ugh. Never got our money back. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank <we> you. <laughs> we will tell Alan. We will tell Alan. You said hi. Thank you for being a listener. And Thank I cheated a little bit. I saw the. I saw this message last night. I actually texted Alan uh, last night. I was watching the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and I was thinking of Alan because oh. I know he loves that movie. So I texted him like, "All right, three things. One, right? Uh, <laughs> one, I'm watching the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly right now. Two, 
Brett and I are going to Pittsburgh and we're going to meet Carpenter next month. Do you want us to take anything with us to get signed? Three, Christy mm-hmm. says hi from Georgia and he says hello back. And does he want us to bring his they live? He said he's good. He's like, nah, I don't think I have anything. It's like, all right, man, oh, take man, your fucker. they live one sheet. But now he's yeah, like, he said he's he good. Just give it to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Yes. Thank you, Christy. And thank you for being so uh, interactive with us on Twitter. We've, uh, we've gotten to know her on Twitter. Uh, Ms. Divine on Instagram says, how about your take on the upcoming, I'm, she said Monsters movie, but I'm sure that kind of spell checked it from Monsters movie or subspecies or Children of the Night. Uh, never seen subspecies. Yeah, me neither. I don't know what Children of the Night is <laughs> off the top of my me, head. Me neither. I'm sorry. It's not ringing a bell. Um, I should have probably looked that up. <laughs> but the Munsters, uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm not expecting much. So for me, the bar is low. So uh, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm not expecting to be blown away. But I'm curious to see what Rob Zombie does with a more quote unquote family film type thing. Like give Rob yeah, Zombie I mean, a scenario where rated- he can't say fuck every other word. That'll be interesting to see what he does. It's rated PG. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I am looking forward to it. Now, here's the thing. Rob Zombie is very hit or miss, mostly miss with me. I love House of a Thousand Corpses. I love Devil's Rejects. I like Three from Hell as well. Um, I liked Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one. The rest of his movies, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, "Mm." I'm kind of in the same boat with you. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the monsters. I know he's a super monsters fan. So... Yeah. I'm sure he's going to give it the reverence that it deserves, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll give it a chance. I'm interested. What else we got for voicemails? Uh, let's do one more. This is, well, I actually got two more. Um, oh, this is from our good friend in Canada, Leah. Oh, I get a chance to do my Canadian impression now too. Oh, hey. What's up, David and Brett? It's your favorite Canadian and international guest, little Leah. I just wanted to call and say congrats on 200 episodes. And, you know, basically it's my feeble attempt to indirectly be on your show again. But seriously, this is a huge deal. 200 episodes. You're constantly having the best time ever together, singing, laughing, and pretty much doing some of the worst accents ever known to man. And even though it's just the two of you, I've really always loved how inclusive you make it feel for your listeners. But I do have a question. 200 episodes. You haven't killed each other yet, but have you ever had to hide a body together? If not, and we go down the rabbit hole of what-if scenarios, from watching all of the horror movies you've watched together, how would you do it? And side note, hi, FBI! We're totally just having fun and kidding around. (laughs) Anyways, again, congratulations. I adore the shit out of both of you and what you do, and I give you infinity Pamela Voorhees heads. Keep up all the fantastic work, kids. Aww. Thanks, Leah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No, we have not had no. to hide a body together. Not at all. Mm-mm, never. I don't know how I would do it, to be honest with you, because this day and age, <laughs> it's hard to get away with anything, because there's cameras you everywhere. You can't get away with murder. And they track, like, you'd have to buy all the equipment, or, like, if you were, like, going to dissolve somebody or something, you'd have to have all that shit, like, way in advance. Like, you'd have to be really doing the long con. Yeah. In case they check, you'd like, your, your records. And... And it would have to be someone that you didn't know. Yeah. But even then, with cameras everywhere, like they can track like where you've been driving. Like it's, 
Yeah. I was talking to my family recently about John Wayne Gacy because apparently that's what families talk about. Um, yeah. I was like, this day and age, I feel like something like that couldn't happen just because of like the way technology works. And I think it's harder to get away with shit in a good way. Yeah, but Just to be clear, but in then, a good way. But then, yes, no, exactly. But then you always hear about somebody who's like a fucking serial killer, David. Like yeah. serial killers still happen. <laughs> so yeah, people still get away with it. It's harder. It might be harder to get away with it and never get caught, yeah. but you're going to get caught. Even fucking John Gacy got caught. Fucking the only one who never, the prolific one who never got caught was Zodiac. And that's probably just because that fucker croaked. Exactly. He probably got caught for something else and he was in he jail. In prison. But yeah. like, and the only one who could have gotten away with it, but listen, serial killers are a fucking, obviously they're, well, they're sick, nuts. But, yeah. Yeah. But like BTK, he got away with it. And then he was like. I still want it. And like 10 years later, started messaging. That's right, he the fucked up when he started sending letters again. Cops. Yep. Yeah, but he started doing it over the internet. And they're like, dude, we have your fucking. Get your IP address. Whatever that's. Yeah. IP address. Yeah. Dumb He's ass. like, oh, fuck. That's a thing? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're like, also, you anyway. watch a lot of porn. He's like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Do. And they're I like, do. <laughs> good on you. Thanks for <laughs> some tips. Um, but thank you, Leah, for uh, messaging us, and thank you for all the kind words and for the help uh, on our new logo or our album logo? cover. We'll just <laughs> yeah, our album, our album know. art. Yeah. She did that for us. So, and she is our favorite Canadian listener. Elena did have a question here. Actually, she says, uh, "Would you ever consider covering a horror series?" such as Stranger Things in parts, perhaps. I know it's more of a commitment, but in the intro, it does say all things horror. That's true. Also, why haven't you done 1408 yet? That's my main question. Honestly, though, you both make my Mondays just a bit better, and I love you both for that. Keep on being awesome, and Brett, snake it to the limit. And she put a turd icon. <laughs> snake it I to guess. the limit. <laughs> I get snake that reference. Snake it to yeah. the limit. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> Snake it. Oh, by the way, Bowie. little <laughs> little update on that. The guy came over with the camera. Oh yeah, like the pervert snake. with the poop camera with the poop fetish. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, pervert that with the poop camera. One of the nicest guys ever, by the way. Um, no one would suspect him of being a deviant. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? The pipes were clean. Oh, fantastic! Everything is good. That's great. Everything is good in the world. It's good to hear. It is good to hear. Um. Yes. Okay. So this is something we have discussed in the past, talking about uh, TV shows, uh, series. We've talked about doing a Twilight Zone kind of series, like where we go through all the different ones. Uh, there was Friday the 13th, the series, mm -hmm. which I don't think David ever watched. Nope. Um, but we've uh, talked about doing that. Tales here's from the, the Crypt. Thing. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt. We would love to do that. However, there's not enough hours in the day right now. And when we've talked about doing this, we've talked... If we did it, it would be like a Patreon thing. So like yeah. people would pay for it and we would release it on a weekly basis. It could be something if we had enough interest. If somebody was like, hey, let's sign a petition and we'll get all these people to sign a petition and you'll have at least this many listeners paying this amount of money for a weekly, a monthly for a weekly episode of the extra episode of the Swearwolves, we would. Right now we do this all for free. Actually, we do it at a deficit because we <laughs> pay for not free. We pay <laughs> not free for us. We pay for all, all the equipment. We pay for the um, hosting website. Yeah, all that the stuff. The hosting. It all costs money. All that shit. Yeah, it all costs money, and we don't get dime one from it. Um, 
the the t-shirts that we've sold in the past we've put that back into the podcast but it hasn't been a lot of money no but thank you for buying them buy more yeah thank you for buying them (laughs) buy more i don't care (laughs) or don't we do this for free we we do this because as friends we love talking to each other and that's kind of part of the charm of this is like we enjoy each other's company and i think that comes through in the podcast but uh, we also enjoy talking to the people that listen to this. Yeah. So even though you're not talking back to us or we can't hear you at least, you're probably saying, <laughs> God, Brett, shut the fuck up. You're Fucking, an idiot. God damn it. Yeah. And the other <laughs> thing too is like if we did a TV series, maybe we do like an episode where we watched, you know, three or four episodes of Tales from the Crypt or something like something like that could work. But as far as like doing like a whole series breakdown, yeah, that'd be, that'd be hard to pull off. And it would also turn off people that don't maybe aren't into that show. That's true. And that's why I said it would be a Patreon type of thing. Yeah, yeah. A good example would be uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. Every week after that show airs, you could download the uh, Swearwolves take on yeah, it. Yeah, it makes sense to be more of a yeah an extra kind of thing. The problem is also is that David and I don't watch TV when it airs either. So like with American Horror Story, it might air on a Wednesday. We're not watching it on Wednesday. We might watch it on Saturday. David might watch it on Sunday because we got shit going on. True. But it's a good idea. Yeah. And again, if if Patreon dictates it, we would do it. There you go. Or if we started getting paid to do the podcast, I'd do it. <laughs> yes. All right. You got you got one last voicemail. Last voicemail. And then we'll get, we'll get to my game and then we'll be done with this shit. All right. Uh, this is from our good friend, Jersey Mike. Hey, this is Jersey Mike. I just wanted to see if you guys had ever heard of Deadly Friend. Uh, and could you do Death Spa? Love you. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, my. Fucking Jersey Mike. Oh, Death Spa. He's obsessed. He's a man obsessed. Here's here's what happened with that. I don't know if I explained this on the podcast. Jersey Mike would text message David yeah, and I. Yeah, we messaged. Uh, we talked about this, I think. And just oh, did we? beat us and over the head with a Deadly Friend. Till we finally did it, and I told him, you cannot suggest anything for the next three months. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he didn't, to his credit. And now it's been incessantly death He had it probably marked spa. on the calendar, like, this is the day <laughs> I can start asking for death spa every day. <laughs> is he going through the alphabet? Is he like, deadly friend, death, death spa? spa. <laughs> He's like, they already did death ship, okay. Um, oh, he wouldn't know, though, because he always fucking asks us. He's like, have you ever done the movie The Gate? It's like... Yes. This is probably a good time to remind our listeners. We have a website, theswearwolves.com, where we have like all of our episodes. Uh, but you can also go to a tab that has our movie reviews and you can just look. It's in alphabetical order. You can just scroll and be like, oh, yes, they did do and this movie. And you can see what we gave the movie. Oh, so and you they can be like, it. Yeah, you can be like Jack Frost. Brett gave it a two. David gave it a two. That movie sucks. Why the fuck did these guys give it a two? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We make it real easy for you. But yes, Death Spa, maybe someday. But Jersey Mike, thank you, my friend. And uh, we'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. David? Yes? Have you ever heard of Doug Benson? Mm, No. He's a comedian. He does a podcast called Doug Loves Movies. Ah. And I used to listen to this podcast. I don't even know if it's still around. I don't listen to it anymore. But he used to listen to, uh, or he used to do a game on his podcast called The Leonard Malton Game. It was a game that he and Brian Posehn and Sarah Silverman, I believe, hmm. made up when uh, they were comedians and they were just sitting around doing nothing. And the game goes something like this. You grab uh, the Leonard Moulton book of whatever, of movies. Right. 
and you flip it open to a page and you give a person clues on this movie and they have to try to guess uh, it okay, okay. with his, at least the least amount of clues. So an example would be this. I'll start by giving you the date and then we'll go through the different rounds and you try to guess what movie I'm talking about. Okay. okay? So this is just an example. Oh, okay. Example, uh, the year it came out was 2000 mm-hmm. and it's a horror movie. So do you have any guesses? 2000. Final Destination. Incorrect. Leonard Malton gave it one and a half stars. 2000. And I will give you the cast, but I'm going to give you it in reverse importance. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm not going to, this isn't the star. This is kind of like the 13th build person. Oh. If I give you this person and you can guess it from that person, then you're really good, right? And you don't have to get to the star. Uh, Matt Ross. I don't know who that is. Guinevere Turner. Mm-mm. Justin Thoreau. Mm, no. Chloe Sevigny. American Psycho. You are correct. Nice. You got it. One, two, three, four, five. Chloe Sevigny was the sixth okay. build person. Hmm. So you, you got it. Uh, the rest would be obviously Samantha Mathis, Reese Witherspoon, Jared Leto, William Defoe, or Willem Defoe, excuse me, and Christian Bale. But yeah, Malton only gave it one and a half stars. That's crazy. So how you could play this as a competition would be you might do it like uh, name that tune, uh, I think is yeah. how he eventually did it. He's like, I can name that in one person or whatever. I can name that in two people, whatever the case may be. Mm. Yeah, Malton didn't like that movie, by the way. He said... Um, That's crazy. The movie's great. Bale, Bale gives a dynamic performance in this turgid film. Mm, turgid. turgid. I had to look mm. up the definition. I had to look up the definition of turgid. It means pompous. That's kind of ironic. Fuck you, Leonard Moulton. It's a pompous word to use. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Moulton. Exactly, exactly. And it's supposed to be pompous. It's about a fucking pompous fucking yuppie. Yeah. All right, I told you about the the Leonard Moulton game. I told you about the Leonard Moulton game. Not to play the Leonard Moulton game with you, but to play a version of the Leonard Moulton Mm -hmm. game. And it involves Swearwolves episodes. So I'm going to give you information about the episodes and you have to tell me what movies we discussed in them oh okay i thought you were gonna say like the episode number is like the fewer clues that you get the more points you get the more points you get the bigger the prizes the prizes nothing Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) but i have six um i'm gonna do them in no specific order so i'm gonna do this one first all right release date july 25th 2021 what was the episode (laughs) I don't if you get it from that, like that's gonna be good. I don't know. Or what movies? I guess I won't tell you I won't you won't have to come up with the name of yeah, the episode, yeah, yeah. Just, the, just movies. the movies. I don't know. All right. Overall ratings for the mm-hmm. two movies that we discussed, 0.75 and two. Oh. Um I gave the first movie a half a head, and you gave the first movie one head, and we both gave the second movie two heads. Ginger Dead Man? No. Okay. All right, here's the description of the episode. Brett and David turn on the punk rock, conjure an imp, and discuss. <laughs> oh, that's going to be um, Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. And, ooh, what was the other movie? You're so close. You're so close. You got, you got the <laughs> got, first movie. You just them. need the second one. I don't know. All right. Uh, the episode number is 151, and the title of the episode is Imps and Gimps. Somebody's got like mm-hmm. a, a gimpy leg or something. Fuck. Yep. Yep. 
eventually. And then another person gets a gimpy something. They get their arms chopped off and their legs chopped off and they get like weapons attached to them and they fight to the death. Oh, what was that movie? The movie with all the girls. Um, yes. I can't remember what it was they called. Were in a band. Yes. Okay. I don't remember what that movie like was called. Junkyard. Though. Dang it. It's like when you don't have, when you need extra pieces of something, they are your. I don't know. When you have an extra tire in the back of your car, spare, it's called oh, a spare parts. Is that what it was called? There you go. Okay. That's yeah. Right. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. You didn't need any help from me. Once no, no. Okay. Zero, zero point zero, <laughs> zero points. Zero points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go with this one. All right. This, this will be an easy one. I don't know about that. Release date. It will be easy. Trust me. Right. Release date. Number, November 24th, 2019. Mm, no. <laughs> no guess two years ago i can't remember no it was almost three yeah all right overall rating for the two movies 0.33 and 0.33 oh god i gave both movies oh. zero pamela Voorhees okay. heads i got this one and you gave you gave the first one half a head and you gave the second one one head this is gonna be um thanks killing and poultry geist that is correct yeah friend. nice the description, the swearwolves are incredibly thankful for all the great movies they've been blessed to watch for the podcast. This week's episode, however, serves as a reminder that really, really bad moves, movies also exist. <laughs> so hold your favorite horror films extra close this holiday as Brett, David, and Alan are forced to gobble up Poltergeist and Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was episode number 64, and the title was This Thanksgiving, We're Sorry. <laughs> That's so I'll give you, uh, I'll give you 20 three. points. Ar- arbitrarily assigned points for that one. All right, next. Release date, December 27th, 2020. That's like a New Year's episode, maybe. New Year's Evil? And... and? What do we pair with that? Come on, you're so fucking Wait, close. was it Bloody New Year? No! <laughs> God damn it. You were going to get a billion points if Aww, you got that. New Year's Evil is one of them, though, right? Yes. Uh, oh wait! Uh, overall rating was it um, Terror Train? Boom! Nice. You don't get a million points, but All you right. get half a million half a points, million. David. Because <laughs> that was your second guess. Yes. <laughs> overall ratings were two point two five and one point seven five. I gave uh, Terror Train two. You gave it two and a half. And New Year's Evil, we gave one and a half for me and two for you. Hmm. New Year's Evil. Brett and David. Brett and David bid a much-deserved adios to 2020 by discussing two New Year's Eve-themed horror movies from 1980. Terror Train and New Year's Evil, episode 121, title was Loco Motives. Ah, Get it? I do. Yep. Little little side note about the titles of these uh, uh, shows. David is usually the one who comes up with the titles. Because <laughs> not, my not titles always. are always like... my title. My title would have been for that. How about we call it New Year's Terror Train. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> David's like, how about Locomotives? And I'm like, that's perfect. Perfect. Go with it. Release date. We only got about a dozen more. Of these oh, Jesus. Go. No, we only got th- <laughs> three. We got three more. We okay, can do okay. it. Uh, release date, May 26, 2019. May 2019. This is, one, this is one of my favorite titles of an episode, by the way. Oh, awesome. 
I don't know. I'm going to need hints. Overall ratings, 1.83. This is when we had three people on the podcast, so the math was all fucked up. (laughs) Uh, 1.83 and 3.17. Oh, I don't know. We actually both gave each movie the same thing. Hmm. Uh, We both gave the first movie a two and the second movie a three. Hmm. Description. Okay. Put on a smock because things are about to get gooey. Brett, David, and Alan discuss a couple of 1980s films with viscous, viciously viscous antagonists. Viciously viscous. <laughs> gooey. 1980s. Oh, uh, Good the, title. the blob? Uh-huh. Uh, the stuff, maybe? Yeah. Nice. Episode number 38, The Pink and the Stink. <laughs> the Pink and the Stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you got f- you, you because get the blob points. was pink and the stuff was a shitty movie. I get it. <laughs> yeah, and because of the oh, yeah, vagina yeah, and, and, the and other, an asshole, yes, of course, of course, the obvious. <laughs> we're so we're so clever. Yeah, very highbrow. Uh, all right, second to last one. <laughs> Release date September twelfth, twenty twenty one. So that was uh, recently. Uh, September, okay. Most recent. The most recent one. Overall ratings, three and a half and four and a half. Three and a half and four and a half. Wow. Um, You need the description? Yeah. Brett and David blast some punk music. We're always with the fucking punk music. Brett and David blast some punk music, pour themselves a cold pint, and discuss a pair of zombie-themed horror comedies. Okay. So this is going to be Shaun of the Dead and uh, Return of the Living Dead. That's right. Episode number 158, You've Got Dead on You. <laughs> get it? Very clever again. Uh, you get 12 and a half points. For <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right, last one. If, if you get this one, double the points. If you miss this one, you get zero points. If I get it, someone will crawl up my pee hole. Tickle me. <laughs> Release date, March 15th, 2020. Okay. Overall ratings, 0.67 and 2.17. I gave, uh, we both gave the first movie half a head, <laughs> and uh, we both gave the second, well, no, you, I gave the second movie one and a half, and you gave the second movie two. No. Description. Brett, David, and Alan discuss two 80s horror films about kids fighting off monsters. Are these monsters in the spirit of the Goonies and the Monster Squad, or are they goofy and make them want to take a monster squat? <laughs> Uh, well, it sucks because when you first start reading, I was like, "Oh, maybe it's the Monster Squad," but it's not. So, um, oh, it's gonna be—is um, the Gate one of them? Yes. Um, the Gate is the second one. Okay. The Gate is the second one, the one that we gave uh, one and a half. And these are both eighties movies. So think it about says? yeah. What do we pair with the Gate? <laughs> I'll give you—I'll give you a hint that's not on here. Okay. It's a movie that Alan recommended. Oh. Is it an Italian movie? No. Okay. I don't know. But to be fair, I think he didn't like it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the episode title, uh, it's episode number 80. The title is Chodes and Geodes. <laughs> well, Geodes is a gate. Fucking Chodes. <laughs> I don't know why. Somebody Just because like they're chode? a bunch of chodes. Yeah, is yeah. there a short, fat dick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. You lose all your oh, points. Oh, that's a shame. Was that's a damn shame. Neon Maniacs. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Bunch of chodes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's good stuff. Well, my friend, it's good pink. It's good stink. Yeah, that it it's is. good stuff. <laughs> uh, well, my friend, that's 300 episodes. You did well with the game. Did you like that game? Yeah. It was only 200 episodes. But what did I say? 300. Fuck, it feels like 300. <laughs> feels like we've been on this call for 100 yeah, episodes. It's been a long one. <laughs> it's been a long day. That's 200 episodes. Congratulations. You too, man. It goes by fast. It does. Um, but that's it. If you have anything else that you want to discuss, if you want to discuss 200 episodes, if you want to discuss Jaws, if you have any questions for us, comments, suggestions, if you want to join our Patreon, non-existent. <laughs> non-existent well, actually, Patreon. we do We do have a Patreon. That's we just sure. It's just not turned on. Anybody. <laughs> One of these days, perhaps. If you want to join our non-existent Patreon, please contact us. How can they contact us, David? On uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slash Rap, TikTok, uh, YouTube, just search The Swearwolves. On Instagram, we are the Swearwolves Podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm the Pink. And I'm the Stink. original nes games cartridges and boxes and instructions the whole game for a nightmare on elm street very nice and friday the 13th i'm holding them up <laughs> so the camera can see them if you uh watch this pod 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 what the fuck just happened watch this pod watch this Watch this pod, 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 get people to watch our youtube channel can you hear me were you hearing a loud beep no dude so you said you were saying uh, you were talking about our youtube channel and you said if you watch this podcast and then it glitched and it went watch this pod watch this pod watch this pod watch this and it did that for like a minute straight on my end it was just a loud beep oh man yeah no i got a uh i got an outtake for the ages is what i got <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna make some fucking techno music. Do some EDM to that shit.